wants to get funky tonight. Get your facts straight. I think the shit's about to hit the fan. Ask me if I give a shit. <laughs> To another episode of the Silver Motion Podcast. My name is Will, and I'm here uh, with my friend Stephen. Uh, howdy doody. <laughs> <laughs> Highly appropriate, right? Yeah, howdy doody. All right. Um, Great Japanese phrase there for our Japanese <laughs> review here. Well, discussion. What is uh, konnichiwa? <laughs> konnichiwa. Yeah, Ooh, there you go. go. <laughs> Ohio. Um. That's the extent of my Japanese. Konnichiwa. Yeah. No, I know yeah. sayonara. Yeah, there you go. You can say hello and goodbye. So you can start and end a conversation. Yeah. Uh, hello. <laughs> goodbye. That's all you need. Yeah, you know, it'll get you through the day. <laughs> uh, so today we're going to talk about a anime series called Escaflone or The Vision of Escaflone. Extended name, I guess. Yeah, I wasn't sure because uh, it it just seemed like it was both. But it, yeah, it's kind of weird. the The DVD set just says Escaflone. Yeah, and, and the movie is just Escaflone. It is. It is. But when you actually watch the series, the title that pop the title cards pop up and it says the vision of Escaflone. It does say that on every. Yeah, it does. And, and then on the little the eye catch. Yeah, where yeah. the little feather floats down and you got Hitomi's face. The, from the eye side. catch. 
Yeah, that's what they call that. Oh, okay. It's actually it's it's in the credits. If you pay attention to the credits, they'll say eye catch, and they'll have the people that it lists the guys who made the eye catch. So huh. it's a little. I guess the equivalent to it in English in America it would be like when you're watching a show and it's a goes to commercial. It's like we'll be right back after these messages. Like, yeah, that, that's basically what it is. Those is it's are just the little, little the bumpers. Yeah, they're just. <laughs> They're just right there. And in America, it's usually done by the network. Yeah. And they design it for their commercial breaks. But in anime, it's usually done by the anime itself. And it's animated as part of the animation. Huh. It's it's a part of that show. And they always keep that in the DVDs and the American releases and home video releases well, that's cool. and stuff. It's, it's always in there. That's cool. I um, enjoyed it. Yeah, it's it's <laughs> so whenever that pops up, that is where the commercial breaks were designed to be when yeah. aired on TV. So just one commercial in the middle there. Uh, I guess, yeah. That seems to be how it's done wow. in anime. Every anime is like that. That's always just one in the center. Huh. Even newer ones? Yeah. Yeah. I, haven't wow. seen, I have not seen one that does it different. So hmm. um, not Man. to say there aren't, but right, I have not right. encountered any. If there was American Yeah, there'd be things. like five <laughs> or something. like five anymore. per 20 minutes. Yeah. I, I don't know if you've watched any American TV lately, but <laughs> it's like the commercial breaks are like fucking insane now yeah they like, they really pump them out <laughs> these commercials man yeah there's some weird shows that'll be like you'll get like literally maybe a minute of show and then it'll be like oh we'll be back and, and <laughs> after this and then it'll just have like one commercial and then it'll be back what for like a minute and it'll be like one commercial and it's like they're breaking it up so damn weird anymore. It doesn't I think make any to, sense. I think it's to like fuck with people who are just recording it and skipping commercials oh. on like TiVo or whatever they use now because yeah, yeah. whatever DVR of your choice, people are just skipping the commercials. But hmm. if you got to fast forward and then stop and rewind every it <laughs> yeah. takes as long to <laughs> skip to piss the commercial. Off, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'll takes, just let it play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if it takes you as long to futz with it as it would to sit through the commercial anyway, yeah. it's just huh but yeah american tv <laughs> so but in japan they call it eye catch um yeah well at least that's the english word for whatever it is and i'm I'm not sure when that word became a thing or if it's okay because it, japan loves english so maybe that is what they refer to it as in japanese okay so but huh. i'm not really sure it's just i've always known it as the eye catch and that's funny well speaking of we were just talking before the podcast about about early Takashi Miike films. Right. And one of those video, like, direct-to-video movies is called I Catch Junction. Ooh. <laughs> and I never, like, I don't know what I Catch is, so I just thought it was some, like, eye horror movie where they're, like, <laughs> slicing eyeballs or something. I don't know. But now you're saying I Catch, and so I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm curious now. Yeah. Oh. Now, with Escaflone, it just had the one eye catch thing. Yeah. And a lot of anime shows, they'll have two. They'll have an opening and a closing. So for when it goes to commercial and then when it comes back. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. there'll be one of each. And sometimes they get they can get really fancy with them sometimes. Like, I remember XL Saga actually has little jokes in there. There'll be, like, conversations that wow. continue on into the eye catch. And then they'll, like, start back up when the return eye catch when it comes back in. So there's, like, huh. little bits that they actually, some of them will wind up incorporating parts of the show into the eye catch itself which is part of why they're always inserted into the video collections that's stuff. cool yeah yeah um 
I've heard that Pokemon would actually use them to like explain the rules of the card game for the oh, Pokemon okay. anime. That like would they make would use sense. it to like yeah. introduce the cards and how it was and that was like how it would uh teach the game to kids who are just sitting there Sell watching cards, the show yeah. obsess- obsessively and but yeah. also learning the rules of the game through right. the show and the eye catch was one of the ways they would do it they would like introduce a character that way that's cool i could see it like showing stats of a pokemon or what i don't yeah, I know mean, really i've much never about really pokemon. watched the show but yeah. it's just i've heard that that's what that show did as part of its eye catch that's cool I should ways ask to teach the sh- the game or my, introduce the game to people. My nephew is like obsessed with that show. <laughs> He's like seen every fucking one, so I should ask yeah. him. And of course, that's also one of the series that got pretty heavily edited for an English release. Oh, okay. At least in the '90s when it was first coming out. Yeah. So whether or not the English versions that aired on TV kept that kind of stuff, I don't know. Huh, yeah. Well, they have the card game over here, so... Yeah, I, I imagine they kept it, but I don't know. Who that's, knows? That's nothing that I've ever paid attention to. By the time Pokemon came out, I was already kind of old enough to think, oh, that's just kid shit, I don't know. Right, right, care. right. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, kids' shows tend to use the eye catch more elaborately in that way comedies tend to use it a bit more elaborately yeah it's more dramatic shows like escaflone just make it this little image that yeah kind of captures a theme or whatever right yeah it's very simple in escaflone but it's it's i don't know it's nice yes yeah, uh, i i always looked forward to it <laughs> it kind of tells you you're halfway through it's the a episode little, well it's a little like calming sound and just a yeah it's a nice little picture yeah I don't know. and so you'll, you'll always notice on that that it often happens at this dramatic moment that there's like a cut like it a semi cliffhanger yeah like we're gonna do this really awesome thing or this really important event is like about to happen and it has this little like pause usually where it'll just be like and then just right and then it's back and you and that's where the commercial break would be is commercial breaks even in japan are always designed to hook you for yeah to go to the next to get keep back you going it, yeah. yeah so you don't change the channel in the middle of the program so right as tv shows have that problem yes that's the <laughs> that's the the nature of the tv yeah that's that's the medium that's how it functions and you have to design your product yeah. to fit the medium so yeah, get those hooks in yeah so which is why it's nice to watch it on video and you don't have to sit there through the, like oh man what's gonna happen like oh just you just wait the two or three seconds for the eye catch and then you're back this is true but i also like i i i like the uh the waiting <laughs> when you're watching it, something on tv the, the idea of like that tension of like oh, what the fuck is gonna happen <laughs> like i don't know there's something lost in just watching it straight through like you might be onto something there like yeah. i feel i mean this kind of goes with my i don't like the binge watching and stuff like that where it's like right. i like like I'll watch an episode and then wonder, like, "Oh shit, what's gonna happen?" <laughs> you know, and then like wait for the next one. And yeah, there, you know, even when I'm like doing just a really long run through of something, yeah. if it's something, especially if it's something I haven't seen, and I, I'll occasionally just have to stop and just pause and yeah, just like yeah. soak it, you know, mentally, like just compile it, I guess, right, like a. I'm a computer rendering or something <laughs> just like <laughs> wait for the you know wait for the load bar to finish in my brain and <laughs> right just uh 
you know, just to sort it all out because so much has been going on. Or... Well, yeah, I mean, and there can be a lot <laughs> going on in in these series. Yeah, yeah. Like Escaflone is there's, like there's quite a few things going on in this series. That, yeah, that it juggles quite a, a <laughs> lot of characters and concepts and things. And I had a, f- I don't know, a fair handle on it, and then I watched the movie, <laughs> and then I'm like. Because I thought, you know, okay, Steven said the movie is its own thing. Just watch it like that. It's unrelated, kind of. And it's like, it doesn't really make sense because it's, well, it's it's the same. It's Escaflona. How, <laughs> how different can they make it? And then, you know, I watched it and I'm just the whole time like, okay, well, uh, okay, so that's this now. Okay, well, yeah. And then, like, it just scrambled my brain of, like, (laughs) of everything. And so now I'm trying to think back on the series, and it's like, oh, shit. (laughs) Maybe it was a mistake to watch the movie. (laughs) Well, I wanted to watch it, and I'm glad that I did. But it was just, like, the whole movie is, like, a mind fuck. (laughs) And I don't... I I, could, I don't know why they made it the way they did or whatever, but anyway, yeah, it, it, it's a very very different. Yeah, it's a totally different thing. Yeah, the the only thing I can think to that is that Escaflone, unlike a lot of anime, is not based on something else. The TV series is the original. Oh, okay. Story. I it's, was going to ask you that. So there, I mean, there is a manga. It was made later. Okay. The movie is also was 2000 I yeah believe. and the series is 96 which kind of i thought the series was later than that and then i'm watching it and the credits go by and it's like 96 i'm like oh okay because i guess i thought i it came out when i saw it which was when it was coming out in america which right. was several years later and a lot closer to when the movie came out like yeah 98 or 99 or something so i thought it was around then so it was a few years earlier than i thought which means there's a pretty big gap. There's like a five-year gap almost between the movie and the series. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure when the manga came out. Somewhere in there. Yeah, somewhere in there. But So it's because it's not based on something else, I think. And the director of the movie is the same director as the TV series. Okay. So I think he had a bit more of a sense of, I can do what the fuck I want with this. It's yeah. A bit more of a, a, a less need to stick to the original story and i know the manga is very very different as well oh okay wow i've only glimpsed a little bit of the manga but it just looked so completely different that i was like i don't know what the hell this is that does not look like escaflone and well that's what what was so weird about the movie for me because there's in any story (laughs) there's like a foundation level of like information or this is how this thing works or that thing works or whatever. And you kind of have this understanding. Right. And so you go into the movie thinking, well, I know all this stuff from the series. So, so even if they change some characters or whatever, like I kind of understand how everything works, but then they change all of that in the movie. <laughs> right. And so like, like nothing works. Literally everything is just completely like different. The, the whole, like I think, because when I first saw the movie, I was disappointed in it. And I think yeah. mostly I was disappointed because there aren't a lot of giant robot fights, which is what the series is a, a lot about. Yeah, there's a lot of that in the series, for sure. And there's only one in the movie, and it's just like... In the series, it's like, oh, there's these whole armies of giant robots, and everybody's got them. They're just right. a thing in the world. And yeah. then in the movie, it's like there's only two. 
<laughs> right, and it's like a big deal. Like, oh yeah. shit, the the, the fucking like... Escaflone has descended. <laughs> you know, right? Like... It's like this divine thing that right. nobody's seen before, like yeah, or used before. Or it's something. crazy. It's like... They changed the whole thing, and yeah. it's all like like in the series. It's like a steampunk kind of a thing. Yeah, it's, it's where a it's a like lot more just, gears and shit. And it's then, a lot more biological. Yeah, in it's the like movie. It's like all it's, organic and growing. Yeah, it's and, all organic and like sucking their fucking blood out and <laughs> drill it into the fucking necks. And oh my god, <laughs> yeah, it was like it's fucking so gnarly. Yeah, I mean, I like all that. That was cool. I just i I don't know, like why. Yeah, the, and, and it's kind of, I think I was like you when I first watched the movie. I was like, what the fuck did I just see? What is right. happening? And it, so it was really hard to get a grasp of the movie. It's very hard, yeah, because it's just this whole, whole and new that's, thing. That's why I watched the movie first this time around is just because yeah, yeah. I didn't want it to be like going into it with the ideas of the series because I right. knew this time, the second time I watched the movie, I knew it was not going to be anything like the series and that i needed to kind of watch it on its own to actually get a grip on yeah, it. yeah you really sh- have to <laughs> like it's it's a weird experience because you'd like you watch the whole series with these characters and there's all these things that happen and, and secrets revealed and so then right. when you see these characters in the in the movie you think like oh okay so how are they gonna do this you know secret or how are they gonna are they gonna address this and then they never do because yeah, they're like, completely <laughs> different characters yeah it's like they're not even the same people right almost. just they and, have the same names yeah and, and, and a vague similarity to appearance yeah and a vague thing but it's like even appearance they're so different most yeah of the no time. they look different too yeah i think oddly it's, enough i think delandu is the one who looks the closest to he looks <laughs> fairly similar and and, and yeah, uh, he's one of the most different characters in some ways yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't yeah i don't know it's it's, it, it's a really weird one I mean, now that i'm having already been familiar with it and going back to it i yeah. like the movie a lot better now okay uh just now it's those differences are like i i enjoy those differences because now, cool. I'm, now i'm getting something new yeah, like yeah if it had just been a remake of the of the series i would have been like well i've already seen all this right and it would have been great to see it in that animation because it is very well animated and looks really nice but yeah it would have just been stuff that i already knew and this time it's this is completely different this is a a whole new story that i'm experiencing now that right and it and it is cool in that way and i did enjoy that and like how they changed things but it was just (laughs) like just coming off the series it was so like hard to fucking grasp because it just completely shatters everything that you know. Yeah. And so, like like you're saying, it came out a few years later. So I think yeah, if, if you had watched it when it first came out, the series when it came out, and then you watched the movie five years later, right, it, it would be would, a good way to see yeah, it. <laughs> it wouldn't yeah. have been quite as jarring. Yeah. Right, right. That, that might have been a much better way to experience it. As, yeah. Especially if the manga came out between that. I don't know that it did, but... Because that would have been another version that you'd have been like, oh, well, this is totally different. That's tr- that's true, yeah. That's so crazy. <laughs> I think Utena is kind of like this, too, in that the, the movie and the series are very different. Uh-huh. And once again, by the same director. And the manga is very different yet again. Yeah. But at the same time, there's... Utena itself is just so freaking bizarre and and disorienting in the first place that when you jump from the series to the movie, it's kind of like, 
well, the movie, the series was kind of friggin' weird anyway, and it was just so, it's just a different kind of weird, but it was already something so bizarre that it doesn't, not quite as jarring as Escaflone was. Yeah, because it's like, with Escaflone, it's not even, it's not even, even vaguely, like, the same story, (laughs) even. Like, there's, there's the same, kind of the same premise, kind of. Kind of, yeah. Only vaguely. It's very strange. Like, the only thing that really carries over is that the main girl, Hitomi, goes from Earth to this other planet, Gaia. Yeah. And, <laughs> and that's kind of like... And even that, like, I don't think they even call it Gaia in the movie. I it's just like did. she's I Maybe they said it somewhere, but it was it never really, like, in the series, it's kind of like, oh, I'm in this strange world, and they right. call it Gaia, and it's not Earth. It's, and in the movie, it's just like, oh, I'm on this weird place. Oh, that's Earth up in the sky. Um, huh. And then it just, like, moves on. <laughs> yeah, they, well, they, yeah, they definitely move... I mean, quicker, some of that is just the the need for progression in a movie pacing being different than a series but yeah but i was still surprised with the movie how how long the build-up was and i right. was just like wow man they're gonna just have to <laughs> fucking race through some shit to get to any kind of a conclusion right right they they almost spend i think they probably spend as much time with that prior to her teleporting to Gaia as they do in the series probably it's probably pretty close yeah but the whole the whole it just the whole everything is yeah, I so mean, like fundamentally the characters different characters are so different like yeah. like Itomi's all suicidal in the movie right, and, and right she's very cheerful and upbeat in the series and she's a very like happy go lucky kind yeah, of character yeah the, she's she's conflicted in terms of uh her Romance, her love but, yeah. and her feelings for her characters but like not suicidal and yeah. so and like that kind of that change kind of makes sense because they're yeah they were they were not definitely gonna, playing up to that theme a bit more yeah and well and they're not going to be able to like <laughs> do the same arcs with the characters right and so they had to like okay we got to get rid of this and sort of reshape this and so then they and, tried to like and still have a conflict where he told me to right with. right yeah. so it that kind of stuff makes sense but i don't know just <laughs> it's just such a bombardment of like what's going on <laughs> Yeah. Like oh my god, and and it's the same like voice actors too, so, right? So it was like really fucking with me. <laughs> I, yeah, because because like Alan shows up and you're like, oh, it's Alan, and he's going to be doing all this Alan stuff that he does yeah. in the series, and then he doesn't, and you're just like, you're left with this baggage that you're expecting that right complicates the movie more so than it actually is. Yeah, because you're you're bringing in all these concepts that the movie is not dealing with. Right, so right. So you're mentally you're just making it even more complicated. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and kind of it hinders the movie when you watch it in that manner, which is sad because I, I, that kind of hurts the movie in a way that isn't really the movie's fault per se. It's not. It's not. But. <laughs> I don't know that anybody could go right off the series into the movie and be like, "Yeah, that was great." <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I, I don't think that's possible. I don't know. No, it's, it's, it's a very awkward shift to try and yeah. pull that off, and definitely needs to be its own separate thing. Yeah, and, and I don't think the movie's fantastic, but 
it's it's a solid movie if you just watch it on its own and take it on its own terms. Yeah, I mean, I it's just I, you're I gonna have know. to wait a year or so to do right. to watch it. I mean, I'm just thinking about it now, and like my brain is starting to hurt just from like <laughs> trying to <laughs> piece it out. Like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yeah, that that was my first experience with it. Yeah, back all those years ago when I first watched it, I just I it was like uh, every time I thought about it, I'm like, I don't know, that movie was so fucking weird. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff in it. Like, I do like the biological stuff. I like that right. kind of weird body horror shit. Yeah, and it it had a lot of really cool stuff in it. I liked the the magic in it was really. Yeah, they like, they have like supernatural powers and yeah, it's shit. Like, in now that. they're fucking wizards. It's right, like, right. <laughs> like yeah. what the hell? Where did this come from? But right, yeah, it's there very. Was some, there was a lot of really that fight with Vaughn and Delandu where they're like the whole ground is like exploding all yeah. around them and stuff. That was really awesome. Yeah, that's cool. I like that big robot fight in there. Yeah, it was it a pretty was, cool it fight. Was, I enjoyed just, that. Yeah, it was and. I think that was my biggest thing from going from the series to the movie. It was like, oh, there's giant robot fights, and and then there just wasn't. And I just, you spend the whole movie just like, well, well, when are they going to get in the Escaflone? When are, when are they right. actually going to fight in it? And it doesn't happen until the end of the movie. So it was just like this whole time you're just waiting for it. it was yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's I'm just and I, I don't know. They engage a lot of things that come up in the series yeah, in new ways too, right, which is a, a cool idea. But like, there there are a lot of little moments from the series that make their way in, right? In like, compl- like like the wings turning black or like Escaflone turning yeah, like black it turns and black stuff at like, some point. There yeah, and it's like the, happens completely differently. Like but the, the conflict between Vaughn and Alan yeah. again happens differently. But right, right, know, and. You know all these different things in there that th- there were there were a number of moments that I I noticed watching the series because I watched them in backwards order this time to save yeah, my sanity yeah. and <laughs> went oh wow like they they did incorporate that into the movie but just in such a completely different way that it is a completely different event and has right. no correlation to the way it happens in in the series. And that's cool. Like artistically, I'm sure that was a very gratifying gratifying experience for that right. team and the director and, you know, they've probably shared other people. Um Right. You know, it's the same company, I think. Yeah, I'm sure it is. So, I'm sure that was like super exciting for them yeah. to not just redo the same shit they already did. Yeah. Yeah. It must have been uh an interesting experience. Yeah, but from, you know, one day the series ends and then the next day I'm watching the movie and it's like, <laughs> yeah, you, oh, Jesus Christ. You, you need to space that one out a bit yeah. farther to really uh, take it and <laughs> take it in. Um, so <clears throat> this is, I guess, the brainchild, I guess, of uh, Shoji Kawamori who created the ideas. He's He wasn't the director. That was... Okay. He sounds familiar, but I don't he's, know everybody's name. He is. He got his big start with Macross, where he was the the mechanical designer. So he would he designed all the robots and stuff from Macross. Okay. Um, he's designed a few of Transformer toys before then, and kind of worked into anime through that way. Um, all right. His, I think the first thing he directed was the Macross movie. 
where he actually kind of took over control of Macross then. And since then, he's kind of just been the Macross guy. He's just kind (laughs) of created... He's been involved in Macross stuff ever since then, except for Macross 2, which he hated so much that he made Macross Plus. Okay, so So, it's that guy. Yeah, it's that guy. All right. And I know we've talked about him before. Yeah. Yeah, just unusual names you're not necessarily... The name is in my head, and so you say it, and I'm like, huh. But... Just lining it up. Piece it together, yeah. yeah. Okay, so he's so, involved with this. So he, yeah, he, in the credits, he's only listed as, like, original creator and, like, um, supervisor. They call him, like, supervisor of the okay. series or something. So he's not the director, but I, I get the feeling that he kind of came up with this idea, put it out there, and got these other guys to work on it. But it was, like, it was his thing, and he's like, okay, this is what I want done. <laughs> but, and then let all the other people actually do yeah. the work on it. I don't have time for this shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it's else. It's a fucking great idea, but I don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know what else he was working on at the time, because this would have come out a year or so after Macross Plus, so he would have already been done with that. Yeah. Um, the other things I know of him doing are later on, so... I'm not entirely sure what he was doing in between then, but... Just taking a break. Yeah, or just... You guys, get this one. <laughs> I'm going to sit in the back. You know, he's he's, <laughs> just, he's just on his high from having made Macross Plus. Like, yeah, yeah you guys do this next one. I'm awesome. <laughs> do that. Do that. <laughs> so did he, like, design the, the robots and stuff? Um, He's not listed as the mechanical designer, which kind of surprised me, but they're very clearly... Um, inspired at least by the aliens and macross okay that the, well he probably supervised as yeah. the other guys were drawing them He's yeah like, no I'm, no more I'm rounded sh- there yeah exactly like the <laughs> the zybok robots are if if you look at those melefs the guy melefs they call them in this yeah. every series has to have its own special name oh the, really okay. i wondered about that i was like so what is like, this like guy melefs what the fuck are these like they, right i, I do kind of like the way they introduce they just, they just use the freaking term they don't bother yeah. explaining shit they're just like oh there's some melefs running around and you're like what the fuck is a melef and then it shows these giant robots running around like i guess those are melefs and right you know you just you figure it out they don't have to sit aside to explain things so yeah uh thought that was done well but so i think shoji karamori must have had some input on them because if you uh look at the zentradi stuff in macross okay it looks also very a z. similar <laughs> yeah also a z but they're they're Bad very guys similar must start with z yeah they have the this very similar rounded shape to them they do have a ra- little yeah. you're like bulging circles inside for yeah, windows yeah. or whatever and just if you looked at them side by side, you'd be like, oh, you you would see okay. a similarity in design. The Zentradi yes. don't have capes, which is uh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of sad, but I guess. But you know, they they have the, you know, it's Escaflone. It's like more medieval fantasy in yeah, a way. Yeah, so kinda, yeah, kind of. Yeah, got these big flowing capes that are cool. <laughs> I did enjoy the capes. Um, yeah, it was. It's actually kind of interesting and. In, I was noticing in here, and we've we've mentioned the Japanese use of English before. Yes. And I noticed in the dialogue for this that they call them stealth cloaks in the subtitles all the time. Okay. And when I was hearing them, I, I realized this time that what they actually say is mantle. They actually say the English word mantle for okay. them. Okay. That's, that's the word they use for them in Japanese. Huh. So it's kind of like, oh, that was kind of cool. 
a mantle. <laughs> yeah, they would they would say <laughs> things like that. There was something else they did huh. too, where it was like, oh, they used this English word, and the subtitles translated it as a different English word. That oh, that's funny. That and which happens because Japanese will take an English word and use it in a way that's not necessarily the way the English word actually works in yeah. English. So it, huh? Like mantle is just a more obsolete word, so I can understand why they just use cloak instead because who the hell uses mantle anymore right but, and there's english in the the end song too yeah there's a <laughs> lot of english in there <laughs> and very emphasized english right in there right yeah they, they emphasize it like searchlight <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, and that's an interesting one that's just the music in this series is really impressive and yeah very, it's good stuff very prominent too they uh, that's where i really noticed in here this time is yeah they got their trying, money's worth out of that music <laughs> yeah i i tried to imagine the scenes like what would the scene be like without the music and i yeah or different music yeah yeah it's like i don't think it would have been anywhere near as good that's part of one of the things that i didn't like about the movie is that they really didn't use the same like it had its own score and it was just like ah it's weird to see this without without the same music right like i can understand why they wouldn't do it but a lot of it was like this like just a remix or something of yeah there was some stuff that was similar yeah but but or they would they would use the same motifs or whatever yeah yeah but yeah it was it was kind of it had its own stuff yeah and i think that again, didn't affect me as much because I watched the movie first this time and then went into the series. So right. I didn't have it pounded into my head. That, yeah. That, like, haunting violin <laughs> melody wasn't, like, cause that they use so often. That yeah. They had a couple of violin melodies that I really freaking loved. That, yeah, it's good music, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's just like, would the scenes have had anywhere near the dramatic impact without that music or if they'd used different music that and it's just i I can't imagine i yeah i doubt it you know that's the thing about music uh, the well the the art of film it's the the bringing together of visuals with sound and when it's done uh (coughs) when it's done well you you know you can't top it yeah and 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 just they would use it so suddenly like cutting in and out of tracks to emphasize moments and it was just like yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, and there's the ever-present uh, chorus of dudes. Just you know, it's got floating. <laughs> yeah, just and just like that shit's and... just going on, like. The settler moment's like, Escoflone. Yeah. <laughs> they like to, yeah, they like to say the uh, name of the of the show for sure. Yeah, they, they're very fond of that, definitely. Uh, you definitely know you're watching Escoflone. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, in case you forgot, they keep reminding you. Yeah. <laughs>
I think the series really like hits it for me right when they would get to the the big fight with Vaughn and Delandu, which even though Delandu actually really isn't even a part of it almost is when he's after the the Espano come and repair his ship or repair the Escaflone rather. Okay. And then there's that 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 whole episode is just like where it really crystallizes for me and just like suddenly it's like I can't like because when I went through it I was planning on like oh I've got like the weekend I got like three days to watch this before we start talking about it and so I'm going I'm like all right I'm gonna watch the first two discs the first night and then like divide it up then and then like the second night I just watched the whole rest of the damn series it it got to that episode like I can't stop (laughs) wow because it just that's where it just like it grabs me right at that episode that's pretty deep in i don't i don't know because like i, I was probably disc three oh okay four, Ma- maybe, maybe yeah i don't know i think it was episode i mean it was about halfway through the series okay now, but so I, I i hit that on the second night but and then i was just like i i gotta finish it. there's too much I, I can't let leave this hanging even even if i know how it <laughs> like i can't leave it hanging it must be complete yeah it does pick up though because like the the first section of the series is like she goes to gaia and then like the place where she goes it burns down <laughs> and then they go to another place uh, and that place burns down, <laughs> right? And you know, and like that happened. That's a few episodes where it's just like, okay, it's like everywhere we go gets burned to the ground. Yeah. Like, all right, like, <laughs> let's I mean, move it along. And, and, I see what you're saying, but at the same time, there is also so much going on, developing and in meeting new characters. Yeah, who they are do not that. Just vanishing, they're right developing relationships and understanding of things that. I mean, it is a lot of just setting up. For sure, and it's like it, it. I felt like it was doing that for a while, and then there hits a point where it was like, okay, now it's more uh, like I watched a bunch. I mean, I was trying to get you know, <laughs> make sure I watched it before we were doing this, right? And so I was <laughs> like, okay, we got, I got a couple of days. I better hurry this up. But it got to the point where it it wasn't a big deal and i watched like six in one day or something right and then six the next day and then i was done but usually i was watching like one or two a day mm-hmm. and i was like good with that i was like okay <laughs> i'm good and then but it did pick up i don't know maybe at that point where you're talking about yeah i think i think that's kind of that's i think that is the episode where it stops being like oh we're going someplace and it's burnt to the ground or attacked at any rate and right right run away and and that's the point where it's like okay now we're gonna start doing shit right because it seemed like like there'd be a lot of stuff almost probably every episode i don't know but where like the bad guys oh here they come <laughs> and they come and they'd be a big fight and then like there wouldn't be a lot of consequences and they'd just be like, all right, well we got to leave now. (laughs) And then off they go. And then the heroes are like, okay, well now we're going to regroup and do whatever. And so like incrementally it was kind of a slow thing. And it's like, Oh, if these guys just coordinated their attack (laughs) and really just took these fuckers out, (laughs) you know, they could have really wiped the floor with these heroes real quick. Yeah. Yeah. That's, (laughs) That is kind of always the issue with uh, that kind of a story where you've got like the fantasy story of just the, the group of heroes who are running around. You've you got to come up with some reason why the bad guy just doesn't go, oh, those guys are a threat. Let's just, you know, wipe them out 
for sure. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, and I just you've got to have this giant empire that's unstoppable. So why isn't it just pooling some resources under this problem? Yeah. So that kind of bothered me because it's like, ugh, come on, man. Because <laughs> like, I was just thinking of like this series is probably roughly 10 hours or something yeah that's what you have, hours. you have said and i was thinking about like a season of game of thrones is 10 hours and i was just thinking like the way that things play out slowly and sort of methodically over the course of this the season in that it was just like i i wanted more of that where it was just like i don't know if it, it's just the anime tv series where it's on tv and they they want people to watch so they like okay well we got to put action in every episode but just like i don't know i yeah, wanted I more i think there is some of that where it's like every episode has to have the, yeah the site because when you're talking about game of thrones you're also talking about an hour episode instead of like a 20 minute episode or 25 minute right episode. right but just overall so the same length of time right roughly but but you are also dealing with a different cycle that 10 hours yeah. is 26 episodes here. As right, right. To, so that's 26 weeks when you're thinking about it airing. Oh, okay, okay. Because they're going to air one episode a week for that whole yeah, yeah. Uh, length of time. And Game of Thrones is throwing that out. You know, you got 10, 10 weeks. 10 weeks, yeah, yeah. You've got a whole season done. So it is so it is a different cycle. And I, I think I was noticing that a lot, too, because I've not been watching a lot of series like that lately i've yeah. been watching more longer like movies and things that uh -huh. were, where that length of a story is an hour or more yeah and then to cut into this where that length of a single story arc is down to like 20 minutes right it's pretty quick yeah, yeah that, that, so it was definitely kind of like oh yeah that this is what it's like to watch tv series anime it's, it's right. a different kind of a, a pacing to it yeah for sure yeah um <clears throat> And I'll I'll say there's there's something else to it too beyond just the oh we go here and it gets burned down and well yeah I'm I'm <laughs> reducing it to like the right. barest element I'm right. sure yeah and that's more of a of a narrative structure to it too but there's also just a shift at about that point where it starts off and it's just like okay it's it's basically just like this military kind of drama thing yeah where it's like okay we're fighting this empire. And we're going to clap. And it's, that's really what it is. It's just there's this empire. It's being a douchebag. And you don't really know why. They're just an empire conquering shit. Right. And you're fighting against that because they're evil assholes and they're ruining your, their homeland and all. Right. And, and then and I think it's probably about that episode where they fix up the Escaflone. It starts getting more into the, the otter elements that have just been kind of lurking on the fringes. Right. No, I definitely was more intrigued by that. Suddenly it gets yeah. into like the mystical aspects of yeah. it. Yeah, I like that stuff a lot more than yeah. so the more straight ahead. It, it shifts focus there to from just a straightforward combat and we're just we're going to have to defeat them yeah. to a what the fuck is going on. Right. Down to a point of we are literally fucking with destiny itself. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and I didn't really like wrap my head around all of that because it was just coming at me so fast. But right, but um, they do basically explain why, <laughs> like each like at the beginning of the series, like oh, all this shit is burning down, and then they kind of explain it away at some point later in the series. I didn't necessarily buy into that. <laughs> I was just like, ah, yeah, whatever, guys, but. 
I get it. Like, like there is a point to it. It's not just like, oh, we're going to burn this place down because it doesn't matter. Like, it definitely. Like, I, th- I think a lot of the burning the place down was just Dulandu being an asshole. But <laughs> right, I mean, a lot of it was just <laughs> their military commanders a fucking lunatic. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, which. He he is one of my favorite villains. I have to say, he's a fucking nutcase. <laughs> yes, Jesus. <laughs> like the first time I watched that, it was just like, holy shit, Delondu! Like, what is right. wrong with this guy? Holy fuck, this guy's nuts. Yeah, he's a fucking nutcase. <laughs> and that's kind of been blunted over time with my familiarity with it, but it's yeah. still like watching it again. It's like, yeah, this guy is off the walls. <laughs> he's just. <laughs> Yeah, and they also <laughs> explain why he's a fucking nutcase too, <laughs> right? And and that again is just part of the whole weirdness of the series, where it yeah. just starts going like this: this is not just a we're fighting a bad guys kind of situation. This is right. totally bizarre. And- yeah, no, I liked where they took that character, and they didn't bring it into the the movie really at all. No, it's like not there at all. But. But the the experimentation element, like with people and stuff, like they right. do bring that in in a very small way in the movie. And I was just like, oh, okay, a little a little nod to the people who have seen the movie, <laughs> uh, the the series. Right, right. It's just one of those little things. Right, one of those like we're, we're going to use in a very different way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, so, like the cat girls and. Yeah, they were way different in the Yeah, they were like the just, movie, yeah. in the movie they were just kind of like dancers on Yeah. The, they didn't really They didn't really do anything, do anything else, right? Yeah, they just kind of Yeah, that was like they they were only there for like one scene where they were just right. on stage dancing like, "Hey, we Yeah, they there like were sang, cat girls in the series, song. so here they are. Right, they, right. They do exist. That's it. <laughs> yeah, and then the other like little sidekick girl is still there, but Yeah, she was pretty unchanged. She was probably the only character that was the same <laughs> right. basic character. Right. Like, yeah, I can't think of anybody else. It's like... Yeah, and then they, then they added in a third one. So it's like, the movie's doing all this weird shit that's like, it's got so much to work with, and it's doing it so differently. Like, oh, we're going to throw in a new character of this this mystical cat girl who's just... Yeah. Like, Who the hell are you? Why are you here? Like... <laughs> <laughs> like all right, whatever. <laughs> Roll with it. To just to explain things and be right. Falcon's little sidekick. Yeah, I liked how they did that with with those two characters. I I I don't know. It doesn't necessarily make sense to me <laughs> because again, it's like the the working with the destiny and and right. Anime can often winds up going into fate and. Yeah, strange things like that that are just like I don't know what the fuck I just saw. Well, like I'm down, you know, I'm not against it. But the thing that really bothered me was like the the main conceit is that she uh, Hitomi can like manifest with her thoughts. Like, oh well, don't think about Vaughn getting fucked up. Think about him like succeeding and he will succeed <laughs> you know it's like the right. the secret you know that book that right, everybody right, checked right. Out? you know you fucking like... if you think it it will come to pass and like like okay this girl can do that but then they made 
in the series and I think in the movie too, but they made uh, made it kind of come up where, okay, well, n- not just her can, like sh- she's one person that can do this, but other people can do this too. Right. <laughs> and so then I started thinking like, well, if everybody can do this in this <laughs> world, how does that fucking work? <laughs> like well, this doesn't make any sense. To a degree, that is the entire point of the series, and that is what the end of the series is. Okay. Is when uh, you get that ending where she's talking with the Emperor. Yeah. And they're just sitting there watching the fights. That's literally exactly what they're talking about right then. Okay, because that, that, like, by that point, I was just like, you're, I don't you're just kind of like, <laughs> it had lost you by I that was kind of numb at that point. Yeah, because that's literally what was happening okay was everybody on the planet was having their wishes fulfilled okay and, that's wh- and and the whole thing was that the emperor was like oh that will make the world peaceful and then he does it and he sees it and he's like oh i guess people want warfare like <laughs> that wasn't what i was trying to do right. but I, I guess that's what people want <laughs> so that's kind of the main theme of the series is dealing with exactly that what happens if like, what is the true wish of human? What do we actually want? And what do we want life to be? Right. Well, th- yeah. I mean, there's always going to be people that want peace. And there's always going to be people that want war. That's just like, it's a, it's a human, hu- human, <laughs> human nature. <laughs> it's, uh, just, it's kind of the thing, you know. It's right, like the right. same thing where, you know, some people are are about knowledge and some people are about belief or you mm-hmm. know these these yin and yang human human properties <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um okay well that that's good so that- i figured see i was watching it and i was having these like well what the fuck and then i thought well Stephen will probably clear this up, <laughs> so I won't worry too much about it. Because you've seen it a few times. Yeah, right? I've, I've seen it a number of times. I think I, I've seen it at least three times before now. So okay, I've, this, this has been one of my favorites yeah. ever since I saw it. It was, it's always been like Escaflone, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, I've always loved it. So yeah, love all the characters and their little foibles and oddities and insanities and that's another thing i wanted to mention about the movie i watched the series and i felt how i felt (laughs) and then i watched the movie and i was like okay and it made me the movie made me realize like like how much shit was actually um set up with each character and like it really made me see like oh wow like all of that stuff is now gone. Yeah. <laughs> and I miss it and it's like it feels completely differently. Right. And so it made me like the series like more than I did previously because mm. it was it made me appreciate like that all the shit that they had built up. Right. And right. so when it was, it was gone, I was like, oh, it's like man. every character has some kind of like backstory right. or some kind of uh details to them that like Malerna's got her whole like thing where she's learned medicine and she's yeah. uh, and then there's the whole thing with her whole family of like her older sisters and all this crap going on and then the right, movie the it's drama. just like she's just sort of there she's just some Fuck, random chick on the, the ship yeah she's <laughs> just like a like a, she doesn't even look anything like, like in the in the the series She's very princessy She's princessy and she like, looks tomboy princess she, but princess yeah, but she looks younger like not too young, but but 
maybe like a teenager. Right. And in the movie, she's she's, an idealistic teenager. Yeah. Yeah. And in the movie, she's like this sexualized sort of sky pirate that's yeah, like, like, like <laughs> nothing like the same character. And yeah, it's, she's so completely different. And, and she doesn't even look anything like the same right. character. And so it's just like, why even bother calling it the same <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> character? Cause it's, yeah, she's one of the least recognizable. And yeah. The least, she's changed probably more than anyone in that yeah, movie. Yeah, totally. Was, like, they just totally changed. Like, it's like she was there just because they needed to have her there because she was such a big part of the series. Yeah, but I don't like, even. I mean, was she even that big of a part of the movie though? <laughs> like, I don't even remember. Like, it was just like she was just there because people expected her to be there, I guess. And so, like, well, what are we gonna do with her? Well, she's just this chick on a ship. Right. Uh, what, right. what are we gonna do with that? I I don't know. Throw her in some short shorts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just. Yeah, they really played that up. I don't know, yeah. And I missed I missed also in the movie that they don't really come up in the series much, but the the dragons, the actual dragons. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Like That's... I you have talked about series and how anime series are generally slow starting. Yeah. And uh I watched the series and I thought the first episode was fantastic. <laughs> I really enjoyed the first episode. And so I was just like, I don't know, slow starting. Like, <laughs> what's he talking about? <laughs> and it was cool. It was like a fucking dragon, and he's sword fighting it, and she's fucking seeing the future. And it's just like, I don't know, what's what's this is great. <laughs> and then it took me a while to like, because the episodes after that where it's like, now they're in this new planet and this new place, and then it burns down. So okay, now I'm not, you know. And then they move on, and so it took me a while to like get back on track with it almost because right, right. I was so like, ooh, this is cool, and and then I was disappointed that it wasn't like uh like Getting... more fucking dragon fighting and shit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess they get in the 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 robots and stuff but right i don't know i just enjoyed the dragon yeah no the dragon's fun and and i think of the dragon at least in here being less of i mean it's it's got a lot of symbolic importance to it in the series that it's it's not just oh here's this monster running around no there's definitely more to it than that it's very thematically tied into things but right but i would say this for being a slow starter Maybe not the first episode in specific, but you were what you were saying about they're going from town to town and they're burning down. Yeah. stuff. that's the beginning arc of the story. You know, yeah, no, it definitely takes a while to like at, build and up. So yeah, it, and the other thing I'd say is that this is being one of my favorites. Yeah, it's not exactly following the same pattern that I see in other anime to an extent. And okay, yeah, yeah. this is in terms of being a slow starter. This is one of the better ones in right. that regard. Um other anime series i notice it a lot harder but generally when i like a series it's because it is good you're locked in and you don't notice that yeah yeah. and it's it's an it's other series that it'll be like oh it's okay and then then i'll eventually get sucked into it later on yeah yeah but yeah escaflone is one of the ones that just grabbed me right from the start and and as much as the everything's burning down and we're just running away is kind of a repetitive loop it's also i think there's there's enough going on that it's still fun it's still engaging at least for me there is no 
no doubt. <laughs> and I feel bad to like just uh, like the town's burning down. I just keep hammering that. Th- but I just <laughs> I feel bad. But it's just um, it's just that's what I felt. I don't know. Yeah. Because there there definitely is a lot of other shit going on other than you know it's yeah. not like episode of the town burning down and then there's another episode of another town burning down it's the minor point of these uh stories that are being told but right it's it's busy introducing characters and concepts right i i just i enjoyed um the way the first episode unfolded and then they arrive in finalia (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, ooh, uh, it, there's a fucking, like, uh, animal people and cat girls. And I was just like, oh, cool. I'm I, I'm, I'm excited to explore this world of Finalia. <laughs> and then it fucking burns down. And I'm <laughs> like, burst down, yeah. god damn it. <laughs> I was excited. Like, they, there was so much richness to this, this little uh, area. And I was excited about it. Yeah. And then it's just gone. And then I was sad. <laughs> And so then we moved on to the next. Now, okay, now we're dealing with Alan and his little band of dudes. And okay, they're at their camp now. Okay, we're going to like, okay, I'm going to meet all these guys and get into it. And then that burns down. (laughs) God damn it. It just was playing with my emotions. So it's not so much that, you know, like... I don't know. It's just uh, I was excited to explore the world and... Whereas the series wasn't so much, they're more ex- uh, trying to explore the whole planet, right? Right. And sort of continually building out the planet and its various countries and affiliations yeah. of people and yeah, stuff, rather than looking specifically at one place. Right. And I was like excited to explore this town of that's this little, not just a town, but whatever. It's like the capital city of Finalia. I was like, ooh, yeah. Yeah, it's a little unclear as to whether it's like, because I, I kind of think of them as like city states, like ancient Greece or something, where it's that, like there's that one sense, big city yeah. and it just rules an area of land. That's kind of what it Finalia seems like. Yeah. Seems like that. Um, yeah, because it was like a big, big city. Yeah. But then they talk about it being like countries. And yeah. so. So it's, and then like that one city gets burned to the ground and the entire country is gone. Right, it's right. Like, oh, it's well, like, I guess it's just that. Yeah, that's it, all the people were there. Yeah. Yeah. So scale is a little unclear at times. Yeah. In there. And it seemed like, like, because there was a part towards the end where all the countries are like coming together in this giant war. Yeah, and it's like all these countries you've never even heard of. Right, and that's the thing that was like confusing me because these dudes came up and they had like this weird sort of uh, atom bomb thing. Right. And they start talking, oh, let's unleash the whatever of our country. And they said whatever the country was and I'm like, did we meet these guys? (laughs) Do I know who these guys are? (laughs) Who the fuck are these guys? They got an atom bomb. Like, what the fuck is going on? (laughs) Like, there's no way that we saw these guys because I don't remember. And I I feel like I would remember these guys. So, okay. Yeah. They just showed up with their fucking bomb. There's there's more to the world than just what we've seen. Right, okay. And to an extent, I, I... I see why that's disorienting and all. And to an extent, I kind of like it. That just means there's more out there. Yeah, that, for sure. That it, it's not just like this is the whole world. 
is this little tiny bit you're seeing. It's always, yeah, like, there's yeah. there's always more to there's more out there in the world than what there. It's not just this one little spot that you're, for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's very diverse, I guess. Maybe not diverse, but there, there's lots of things. Lots of things, yeah. So there's it's... like those kind of, I don't know, the monk people, I think of them. Were the... Yeah, they were kind of Chinese. They, they yeah, like they kind of a... reminded me of like Buddhist monk kind of thing. Yeah, so like yeah. The, kind of the, the warrior monks you get in like kung fu movies. Right, and stuff. right. Yeah, they had, that was that country. It was kind of like Chinese, Indian kind of Yeah, there was also yeah, some Indians, <laughs> Asian mixing of cultures is that's a place where the they had the little kid yeah yeah little prince yeah is. little prince dude <laughs> hmm yeah i don't unless it's it's all yeah it's, it's all a blur <laughs> swimming around in my brain yeah now. yeah yeah i kind of you you mentioned something earlier like last time we talked about like the scene where the prince's eyes, yeah, his like, eyes I was looking out for that. I, did, I missed it. I oh, didn't, you didn't see I it? I didn't notice that somewhere in there. I was like, oh, there was, there was, he said there was a scene like that. I don't know which one that was. I didn't pick that out, but. I don't know. I'd have to go back. Yeah. But I was paying attention to, the other thing you mentioned that day was the, the big jump that Hitomi makes. Yeah. And she says something that's like eight or nine feet, and it doesn't fucking look like eight <laughs> or nine feet to me. Now, so I don't know if Gaia has weird, you know. <laughs> I mean, she's from she's from Tokyo or Japan. Yeah. Now, and so. I was watching out for because when you told me that, I was like, well, that doesn't make much sense. I'm like, that doesn't. But then I'm like, but I haven't seen this thing in like ten years. What the fuck do I remember about this yeah. one little moment? So I'm like, I'll, I'll just keep an eye out on it. So I went over there and. She's she uh, where, where you were making the mistake is she's not saying it's feet, it's meters. Okay, she's Japanese, she doesn't use feet. And right. usually in anime, the translators don't bother converting, yeah, the okay. metric system into feet and whatever. Usually they just throw it in there. All and, right, and, and so I was a stupid American, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like me. Because every time I've watched it, I've just been like, oh, it's it's five to six meters, like I don't know what that fucking means. Yeah, her longest jump is somewhere in there i don't know it's like i don't know what the fuck this means it's just it's a distance right 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 her jumping distance is close to that so it's going to be risky all right whatever tension established let's go right right and i've just never looked into it so what's a meter like roughly three feet roughly three feet so it's it's so it's not eight feet it's more like 15 or 18 feet that she jumps across there okay well that would make more sense the way that it's drawn yeah so so that's what it actually is. So I was so, going to say, man, Japanese have a weird <laughs> sense of space if that's eight feet. Yeah, they don't know what feet are. They never yeah, use it. Yeah. So. They don't know what feet are. <laughs> <laughs> they must have feet. They're just like, they all have stubs. They don't have feet. <laughs> that's why they're so short. They yeah. don't have feet. <laughs> it's the secret. Yeah. No, but then because you mentioned that, I actually went and looked it up. Yeah. And went for like the world, went on Wikipedia, which have these nice statistics of okay. the world record of how oh, far people okay. have wow. jumped in, in a long jump. Deep which is, in the rabbit hole. Yeah. I was like, oh, now, now I got to see. Like, because I'd never thought about it before. I was, I was like, oh, she's like, it's meter. I don't know what the fuck that distance is. Sure, she can jump that. I don't fucking know. Like, what yeah, do I know yeah. about this shit? I'm not, right. I, you know, I don't. I was never in track. I was never into sports or anything. Like, 
Hitomi is. She is on the track team in her high school. Yes, yes. And so she she actually does do these kind of events and she so she knows what she's doing right. theoretically. And so I'm like, "Okay, so what what how far can people long jump in? and uh I guess turns out the world record and Olympic record back in 96 when the show was made is still holds today it hasn't been broken since then it's okay like the last time it was made for women anyway it was like in the 80s all right so i guess men like the the longest distance they've jumped is somewhere around like eight and a half meters and for okay. women is like seven and a half that's like the highest that's like that's super a, high yeah, end superhuman yeah that's that that's your massive uh olympic right competing people who managed to pull that shit off so her just distance of what like five and a half meters or so is something like that. Probably pretty good, but yeah, you know, realistically possible. And we don't know the gravitational pull of of right. Gaia, right? I mean, there's there's a lot of factors that can, you can throw into this. There's a lot of flying things in that world right. of the TV series, right? There, there's floating rocks. There's floating so. rocks. There's giant robots that can fly, yeah. That are like built on fucking gears and shit. Yeah, it's very. (laughs) So I wouldn't expect them to have some sort of jet engines. So maybe, yeah, she had a little help. Yeah, maybe. uh, (laughs) It's like jumping on the moon, you know. Yeah, there's that to consider. There's then there's other things like she's not in her track gear. She's like in a freaking skirt which isn't going to help her any she's got like her freaking nikes that she walks around town with not her running shoes she's then you've got she's got this big run up but then she's going to jump out of the hangar it's going to be windy out there but not in the hangar how's that gonna (laughs) she just jumps (laughs) (laughs) just blown down the canyon yeah so so it it is physically possible i don't know if it's plausible but it is possible that she could make that jump yeah well yeah i'm on board i just it was just like but I, I would. This is just something I had never even thought of yeah, until yeah. you mentioned That's that, funny, and yeah. then I'm like, oh well, now I'm thinking about all this shit. Now I need answers. Yeah, <laughs> and, and the internet had some answers for me. So it is helpful in that way sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so there we are. I, I looked that up, and it, it, so it's possible. It, it is possible, which is all you really need for fiction. Yeah, more than you need sometimes, really. Like. Yeah. I, I don't question yeah. the flying robots, and that's not really possible. <laughs> right, but, you know, hey. It just The thing about it that got me was she said whatever she said, and I didn't compute it correctly, obviously. <laughs> and then the distance shown clearly was not what I was computing. Right. <laughs> and it's funny that I didn't catch it because I, I watched the first couple episodes. I watched, like, the first five twice. Because I started them and then I, I, I don't know, I fucked off for a, a week or something and I thought, ah, whatever, I'll watch them again. And I didn't catch it the second time either, so. Huh. Well, hmm. well, there you go. Well, there you go. I'm, yeah, we've, we've established that I'm, um. <laughs> Cannot distinguish between feet and meters. Yeah, apparently not. <laughs> I was so, like, looking at the, the thing and just, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not five feet. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that was well, that. That was a fun scene, though. Yeah, there's a lot of fun scenes in it. That there are. I love. I, I think one of my favorites that I always love, although it's a little obscured by the subtitles, 
is um, when they're they're finding Merla in the in the garden where she's hiding in the garden and she's like, oh, this is how you like find hidden things. And she's got her pendant and she's like, and the prince is watching. And she's oh, yeah, in that yeah, little, yeah. like the, just the hedgerow garden. And right. Marilla jumps behind the bushes. Yeah. Hide. Yeah. Okay. There's a scene where, where she's explaining it to the prince and Marilla just inserts her, her little like snarky commentary. And she does this weird little gesture. It's like, oh, like he told me it's so creepy. It's, like, <laughs> it's just the way her hands are animated as she just That's funny. like waves her hands in this really weird, goofy way. It's just, I, I always get a kick out of that scene. And her hands are a little obscured by the subtitles, so they're hard, oh, a little hard okay. to see. But it's and that that's it. Kind of disappoints me whenever I see it. Like, oh, I want to turn the subtitles off. It's yeah, just, well, it's your, which you can it. do now that DVDs exist. Yes, there there is. Uh, uh, because when I first that. watched this was uh, the VHS era. Oh, okay. You, you couldn't do that. You couldn't no. turn can't turn subtitles off on a VHS. But no. you could also watch it dubbed <laughs> without I, subtitles. I could, <laughs> which actually does bring me to an interesting point. Um, <laughs> this is I kind of think of it as one of the last of the butchered anime. Ooh. That I, maybe they still do this, and I just don't pay attention to it anymore. But this yeah. was any more like at this point anime fans are so uh obsessed with it that they're not gonna let a company just butcher an okay anime. like just, like the way sailor moon was just half of that show got left on the editing room floor huh. okay uh dragon ball z like same thing like fucking robotech was a complete rewriting of three completely separate series glued together <laughs> and like a uh, voltron was kind of the same way i mean, huh. just, just okay anime has historically up to the 90s just been massively overhauled for right. its uh american television broadcast and it was kind of the late 90s when people were starting to get away from that and when the fandom became a fandom and was like no we want the actual thing we don't want you fucking with it we just want the actual right, right. show and escaflone was one of the last ones that uh hit American TV in a drastic re-edit. Really? And I think it was Fox Kids had it, and they were trying to spin it as, like, a girl's show. Okay. Which, at the time, when I'd heard that that's what their goal was, I was like, what the fuck are you doing? I can <laughs> see that. I, I can I, see I, that. Yeah, I can see it in that there is a lot of romance in it. Yeah. And at the same time, there's a lot of robots beating the shit out of each other and towns burning to the ground. There is, but it's that's like... not necessarily, like... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, girls can be into the fucking big robots too. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird, but and it's just, and I've never seen that version. Yeah, but there, there, so there is. So if you are in the the mind to watch a dubbed anime, this is one of those anime where there is a dubbed version that is drastically edited down and huh. and messed with. So, but uh, that's like would be on the VHS. Yeah, I doubt they would have given that a. a dvd release yeah because i mean i mean these dvds had a dub on on them yeah yeah these would have been the unedited right right. straight up dub but there's there might be a version floating around out there huh it might only be on vhs yeah but i know card captor sakura got a horrid re-edit and i know that one did make it to dvd there is a i mean basically if you see the dvd and it's dub only yeah that's gonna be a pretty good sign that you got the fucked up version huh but if it's got if it has the Japanese on there, then obviously it hasn't been edited down because otherwise, hopefully, 
Otherwise, you'd like have dialogue just cut off in the middle or something. Yeah, really. It would yeah. be really fucked up if you. So, yeah, that's true. But if it's an English dub only DVD of it, then then you've probably got the weirdly butchered version. And I don't hmm. know that they've really done any series like that since Escaflone. I don't know of any that they've done. Yeah. Since then, because at at that point, people were like, "No, give me the give me the original," <laughs> you know. And it's an anime <laughs> on TV started being more of a Cartoon Network late night thing. Okay. Like they would do later at night, like Cowboy Bebop was on TV, mostly unaltered. I'm sure they edited a few things here and there for like content or whatever, huh. but not. We're gonna redo the story for our yeah, own purposes yeah. and redo it. You know, they kept it more or less the same. Weird. It's just I don't know. It's it seems like it would just be easier to just. <laughs> you, you would think. Just put it on TV. You know. You, like, you would think, but like you don't have to put all that work in, guys. <laughs> you, you don't I mean, have to, but they. For some reason, think they do. I don't know. I mean, it's just weird to, to me. a certain extent for censorship like this. If, if you're going to make Escaflone a kids series, there's a lot of gore in here for a kids series. Is there? I don't know. I don't. And there's I there's don't. some blood spattering that they're going to get rid of. I guess. I mean, there's more in the movie, but I. Yeah, there's definitely more in the movie. <laughs> like that scene where he just that first scene where he kills the dude right at the yeah, beginning. Yeah. It's just his blood just drifting on the wind. Was that like, was oh. fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh shit, this movie's gonna be dope. <laughs> and then it just blew your mind. And right, <laughs> and it's not that it's bad, but it's just like... yeah, yeah, that, and that's what I mean. It's like it's it's a solid movie. It's just you gotta right, you gotta take it on its own. Gotta <laughs> can't. Uh, it's like a, it's like like drugs you can't have interaction they'll have interactions that weren't unintended yeah i could yeah i can see that like they can't take certain allergy medicines simultaneously or something they'll fuck you over yeah i'm trying to think of like something else where it's like that but i don't know can't think of anything yeah hmm. but yeah that's uh weird series there but i'll say that there's a theme that i noticed running through it this time okay is one of hesitation and hmm. that there's and i noticed it this they mention it several times like right in the beginning where like right at the start even before she reaches gaia okay and she's she's talking to uh the other the dude in the track team amino and she's yes. like, oh, he's like, oh, you're so fast. Like, you, you've got faster than 11 seconds on this run. It's like, I've never done that. And like, I can't even get past 13. And it's like, she's all, and he gives her this voice. And he's like, it's all about how you start off the blocks. And he's like, you got to start off like hard, like, like yeah. no hesitation. You got to start and just burn through it. Right. They're like, and then you go into like Vaughn and he's talking to Balgus. Okay. And Balgus is like you have to attack from yeah, like okay. and then Alan fights with him too is like you're hesitating too much. You need right, to Right, like, you need to just go full about, force. Yeah. Right. That's and you true, yeah. and you think and this applies to her relationships of her deciding like do I love Vaughn? Do I love Alan? Do I love she's it's this hesitation. Yeah. And there there's right down to this whole theme of what you were mentioning before of uh, believing in somebody is there's this hesitation this fear of what's going to happen is yeah. causing these problems yes. and that you need to not have that fear and then her you know her, her 
ghost or whatever of her vision of her grandmother comes and says then believe in them and you know it's, so it's about overcoming this hesitation and being in the moment and yeah, like and not just, worrying yeah like overthinking things right right huh, that's and, cool i didn't yeah i didn't yeah, notice it, that and i don't think i'd ever noticed that before either and it was just that in the that just right in that first episode or two, they just kept mentioning things that kept making me think like, oh, this is, I should pay attention to this. This is meaning something. Yeah. Well, and you've and also seen it a few times, so. Yeah, so I whether, know what was going to happen. Yeah. And like, I could see this, like, I see how this relates to the end. Right. Which, which is why I always like watching things multiple times. Yeah. Because when you do know that ending, you can look back at the beginning and see how it ties together. Right, for sure. And come up with these little things that you never would have noticed otherwise. Yeah. And like that like this is this is all about hesitation and yeah that's overcoming cool i that like hesitation that and... i like that a lot that's it's something that that i uh strive for you know in my in everybody should in their in their day-to-day life you know living right. in the moment but it's just like i didn't notice it yeah so thank you that's yeah, cool that's and i i certainly didn't notice it <laughs> earlier either that was that that took some rewatching and well and you are older now. I am. So I'm, that always I'm, plays a uh, yeah. That definitely a plays a role. That, that before I was just like, yeah, there's giant robots and they're fighting and shit. And now I'm like <laughs> right, right. really examining things a lot more thoughtfully than I than I did ten years ago or whenever it was I last watched it. Oh, so it has been that long. It okay. probably has been about ten years wow. since I last watched it. Wow. That's a long time, yeah. Yeah, it's been quite a while. And and it came out. Like 99 2000 yeah, I mean, over here or something like that yeah that's probably so about when i first then. watched it in on like vhs i probably watched it a couple of times through the yeah. vhs and that's like 20 years ago so yeah i know yeah yeah it came it's this is a 20 year old series now yeah um i know i watched it on vhs when we rented the vhs of it and so oh. i watched them and wow. i and I copied those tapes that we rented because you could do that back in the VHS. For shame. <laughs> so I had these copies of the VHS that I made. And so I watched them, yeah. obviously, while I was recording it, probably. And possibly again later. Yes. And then I went and got the DVD set when that came out. Because I was like, I want this in DVD. Yes. Because like, it's one of my favorite series. Yeah. And so I watched it again when I did that. And that was, I maybe watched it once or something since then so but never really uh it's been a it's been a long time so and uh just i think last year maybe they put the blu-ray out of it in the u.s yeah so there's there is a shiny new blu-ray edition out that's i did see some footage from a blu-ray when i was uh you uh you wrote a review Mm -hmm. of the movie yes and um, I was looking at the trailers, and then one trailer led to another, and I was like clicking around, and there was a trailer for the series Blu-ray, mm, and so I watched right, that, right. and it was just like, "Wow, that looks nice!" <laughs> <laughs> was, Damn, they, this, that's uh, that's quality. Uh, you yeah, know, that one it might looks, be. A, fe- it feels different. It's it's a good look. It probably would, because this is a very older DVD set. Yeah, for you may sure. have figured out oh yeah because yeah, the dvd set probably came out in like 2001 or something yeah it feels looks and, like it and i'm sure the discs are identical to the discs they packaged in the previous sets of dvds that would have been even older because this, cause well, this probably is, yeah because they would first release them one disc at a time 
Oh, okay. Yeah. And over power span of time. Whatever. Right. And then they'd put together a set. And I think the first set they put together, I'm not sure if this was the first set they put together. There might have been another uh, edition before that that was yeah. the fatter cases. and. Okay. This was a, a much thinner case. Yeah. So there might have been a, a different. Well, you got the. It's called Perfect Collection. So I, I, I wouldn't call it a perfect collection well, myself. Well, isn't but. that what it's called? So <laughs> it maybe there was a previous imperfect. Yeah, yeah. I, I suspect because this is a, a set that came with the movie as well. Yeah. And I suspect there was a set that did not. Okay. That was just the series, and then yeah. the DV, then the movie came out, and then they put them all together in one or something. Okay. And so I suspect these discs were designed at least probably like in 2000 or 99 or something. Yeah. Well, the the masters are definitely like VHS, like video masters. Right. So, so it would be the same thing that was on the video. Right, right. I mean, it'd be a little better than the VHS, but... It would be better the, quality, but it's the same master. Right, right. So, so it's not a... It, undoubtedly was not a new master for the dvd right so. right and which is fine Blu-ray, i mean it still looks good yeah, but the blu-ray is probably like digitally remastered and and all for design. sure yeah and, no. and on top of being in 1080 and yeah whereas now a dvd release will probably be using the same master that the blu-ray is yeah if they put out a new dvd too yeah, yeah. it would so like newer newer dvds are a lot better quality than dvds from 2000 which is right, what right. we were watching so uh newer versions probably gonna look a lot better yeah yeah and <clears throat> and probably have a lot less obnoxious uh menus but not that the menus were bad on the, these ones but um older yeah dvds tend to have like this we're gonna throw all the logos at you and then we're yeah, gonna have yeah. this fancy inch there's not just gonna be a menu we're gonna have like the cards flying by and the well, moon's gonna swing by like menus because you know in 2000 it was like menus what the fuck are these right well <laughs> you know you could animate a menu for the first time ever in home right right home so they video, were so they're gonna so take th- advantage of it there was a lot of uh exuberance to the menu design yeah. in those early dvds yeah yeah. That sometimes worked against them and this one wasn't bad i've seen a lot worse i think the the old utena dvds have some really bizarre menus to them sometimes of it took a while like i had to understand like okay how do i play this episode because <laughs> i wasn't playing like the whole disc where it has it had a play button and right that would just run through the whole thing right? i was but... going each individual thing and so when it first started it was just like okay there's a like a circle and little pie pieces. <laughs> okay, what? Where's play? <laughs> oh, I guess I hit opening. Okay. Yeah, there's there's definitely a, a different aesthetic to it than what they, they tried to be very creative and in, innovative. And, <laughs> yeah, and they did do that. <laughs> this reminds me of there's a David Lynch movie called Eraserhead, which you may have heard of. Right. Um, and the DVD of that, I don't remember what the specific thing was, but it was like it didn't. That's what it was. It was like it had the words of go back or main menu or play or whatever. And I couldn't tell <laughs> which one was selected or not selected oh yeah and it was only two options and so i couldn't tell like which one is it right right i hate when that happens and so i'd i'd pick one and then it would go and it'd be the wrong one (laughs) and i swear to god it fucking changed on me (laughs) 
<laughs> and I literally <laughs> spent like 20 minutes clicking what I thought was going to be the right one. And it would just keep like repeating. And I want to say that it was by design. Like they purposefully designed the menu to be like fuck, like fucking with your head. Because that's kind of what, what the movie is. Well, yeah. the movie and like his style is like that. Right. But it was it was so like frustrating. But then it got to the point where it was just like, this is what the fuck is this? This is uh, an experience that I'm never gonna forget. This is crazy. Uh, I guess I'd say sometimes if you just like let leave a menu sit on a dvd it'll loop sometimes and when it loops a lot of times the the cursor that it's selecting will vanish okay and reload okay and so then you can tell oh that's where my cursor is right um sometimes I, yeah well if it was on the computer i could figure yeah. it out because i have a mouse and i can see right like, okay I'm yeah selecting on, the- on the computer you can just mouse click the right. you don't even have to use the the cursor you just use right. the mouse and click on the the actual thing but but on the the tv i was just yeah. like i don't know <laughs> which one is it and i i i wasn't trying to like keep it going it went for as long as it went and it was literally like 20 minutes where i, was wow. just, I couldn't figure it out <laughs> it was fucking hilarious damn uh that's crazy. Yeah, that's fucking nuts. Uh, man. But yeah, but uh, one thing I don't know if the Blu-ray or the newer edition has are yeah. the extra features that were on the, this set. I don't I know if you poked I, at them. I maybe. did not. Well, I, you used the word poke. <laughs> I will say yes, I poked. <laughs> but when I clicked it or poked it, uh, it said warning there's spoilers blah 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 right, right and i was like i don't know halfway through so i said oh don't don't no spoilers <laughs> and so then i just backed out right, right. i i looked at the, i've i only watched one of the club escaflone yeah no that's it, what got me i was like "Ooh, club escaflone what is this and it's i i've i've only watched one of them i need to go back and watch the others because the one i watched was very entertaining was the actors just sitting around and talking like the actual Japanese actors. Yeah. And it was, it was done in this weird way. Like the guy, I think it was the guy who plays Vaughn was kind of dressed up like a barkeep and he was at a bar and he was interviewing the other actors Okay, <laughs> as this barkeeper. And he would talk about himself in the third person because he's this barkeeper, not the actor. So he'd like, and it was just, this whole... what the fuck? <laughs> It was just just this totally weird thing. I'm like, what? And that was my reaction. It was just like, what the fuck? But it was, it was so fascinating. Huh. So he's got like this fake mustache, and he's all like, it, "Wow, it, it was." It, that sounds <laughs> Japanese as fuck. Yeah. So I I don't know if that's on the Blu-ray. I I would hope that it is huh. for for all of the yeah. people out there who yeah. get the Blu-ray because that it was, it was very fun and weird and goofy and. Well, I'll have to look at that. Yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting one to to <laughs> check out. I assume the other Club Escaflone ones fit that same pattern where he interviews other staff members. Yeah, probably. Because yeah. there's other actors. But the one I saw, he was interviewing um, the actors for uh, Alan, Delandu, and Malerna. 
the same person did all those? No, no, those are the three. He was the, the so those three people were on oh, the, okay, at okay. the bar. And he's the oh, barkeep. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. uh, he's talking to him about things. Although uh, the actress who played Malerna also did um, Hitomi's best friend from Earth. Okay, Bakery. she did them, and Delandu also apparently did the prince, the little oh little kid. So she did him as well as Delandu. Huh, okay, and Selena, of course. So she did those three characters, and. And then uh, Alan was just Alan. I don't think he did anyone else. He was, but so he was interviewing huh. them and just talking to the, to them, and all the weird stuff going on. There. And they talk about the show. Yeah, they talk about the show. What the characters, what what the the actors felt about their characters, how they interacted on the set, and he, yeah. he'd, he'd occasionally ask about like himself and what they, but like in the third person, like so, what do you think about this guy? <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> funny. Just like what the hell, and. The the conversation could get really really weird where he was I was like so who do you think was the biggest pervert on the set <laughs> it was just like <laughs> like what like who asked that at an interview <laughs> Japanese yeah like, that's and, like the super Japanese yeah. and and they were all like y- 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 you <laughs> like, he was like what, what? Like, or in third person yeah 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 the, the whole conceit but and so they're, they're like yeah so uh, the guy who played Vaughn was apparently the biggest pervert um, okay uh, on set and, good to know I and, guess. And, and Everybody agreed. They're, they were unanimous in that. And unanimous, okay. <laughs> so that was kind of, which surprised me because prior to that, he had talked about the guy playing Alan, okay, who had this set of clothing that was covered with naked girls they would wear on the set, and yet right. he was not the biggest pervert on the set. Wow. <laughs> so so I, I'm like, what the hell was going on back behind the yeah. scenes on this? What's this other guy doing? <laughs> So they talked about something where he, he the the lady who played Delandu, he apparently took like some perfume of hers and put it on, and he was all like parading around the set trying to get people's attention, and and, and they like just completely ignored him. But he was all like, trying, he was like wow, music. I don't know. It was really weird. So that was some fun extra yeah uh, bonus features on there check that out there's one on every disc i think um there's i think the first and the last disc are different okay the last disc had some other weird stuff um is that what it says on the menu other weird stuff (laughs) i'm trying to remember what it had oh it had footage from the playstation game which apparently there was a playstation game oh i did watch that because i i saw the the Oh, there's a game. Okay, let's yeah, see. I the thought footage. it was going to be gameplay footage. Right, it's just like the cutscenes from cut the scenes. game, but... which which make it look like it's a completely different <laughs> version of the story again. Yeah, yeah. There's. I have a feeling that that one was set just in the middle of the series somewhere, like in that first half of the series, where uh-huh. it's just like, oh, we're going to a new town and it burns down. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because they showed a lot and of. Now like... we're going to go to Earth and it's right. going to burn down. They're in <laughs> fucking Earth, flying around with the Escaflone. Yeah. So. I watched a little bit of that. I was like, oh, I wanted to see what the game was like. Right, just, right. I just got the... I mean, the cutscenes were actually pretty good for a friggin' little video game. Yeah, they like they them. looked cool, but... Uh... And they looked not quite as good as the actual show animation, but they looked like it was, you know, following the show animation. And good enough that... I'm sure the actual PlayStation game did not look anywhere near that good. It would have been like way lower resolution from maybe, the PlayStation. Maybe, maybe I I've, don't know. I've seen other like the Ghost in the Shell game on the PlayStation has cutscenes as oh, okay. way lower resolution. Oh, than okay. That. Well, like, but 
So that so I was kind of like, well, that's actually kind of cool because there's no way the PlayStation was going to be running that high yeah. quality video. So yeah, you, know, you got this All right, really well, nice quality cool. video of the cutscenes at least. I was going to look up video of the like a YouTube of the of the actual gameplay, but I forgot. So yeah, I was maybe I'll forget again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> But what else did it have? It had some weird music video or something. It had a trailer for the movie. Yeah, I did and watch I'd, that. And, and I'd seen that on YouTube. I'm like, oh, but on YouTube it seemed to be lower quality. But, yeah. But it was still really low quality even on the TV. It is. It's, it is for sure. There's yeah. not a good quality video of that, which was kind of disappointing. But it was a cool trailer. Yeah, I saw that. Well, I was, I was, uh, that's how I got to the trailer of the Blu-ray because I was looking at your review of the the movie yeah. and the other trailers there. And I started to put it together like I do. And I read the first sentence. And then I thought, this is like cheating on the test. <laughs> we're going to have the, the – we're going to talk about this tomorrow. I can't read this. What am I doing? <laughs> I'm going to have the answers. <laughs> so I stopped. So I haven't read it yet. Uh, well <laughs> – I don't think we've covered too much of what I talked about in the review. So well, that's fine. But I just like I felt like I can't. What am I doing? <laughs> I just had this this moment where I was like, "No, this is wrong." <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, good reading of it. I hope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. when you do, um, yeah, the first disc had some like music videos it had like the clean opening and close with so you just see the animation without the text oh wow that, that's a common thing on on anime is to have the clean opening and closing animations okay um there was some other weird little music videos that were just songs from the series with clips from oh, okay from the series which probably a good thing you didn't watch because there might have been little spoilery bits in there yeah too, probably um in general like with um opening sequences like i tend to not watch those too closely <laughs> because mm. i always imagine like they're showing me things that i may not know or what you know like uh right i i don't know like red dwarf um the laters i don't remember if they did it in the early series but the towards the when they got further in those seasons are like six episodes and the intro is literally like a bunch <laughs> of shit from the whole season. So uh, if you watch it, you just get ruined to all this cool shit. And and those shows are it's a really like wildly imaginative, weird, hilarious mm. show. And so if you ruin all the sh the jokes and <clears throat> it's like why would they do that? Yeah. So I never watch. I just jam to the song and I like close <laughs> I my <know>. eyes. <laughs> yeah. That was the the other feature they had was a con a concert. It was like a five minute thing. Apparently, it was before like the theatrical uh, debut of the movie or something. Okay, where they had um, the actress who plays Hitomi and Yoko Kano, the composer or one of the composers okay. on piano, um, just performing some of the songs right before like or after or something with the movie when the movie was debuting. Oh, that's cool. In Japan. And they had this little like five minute clip of this of them doing a little live performance that's cool so and it's like the like the opening song or something yeah like they that? had the opening song it kind of like blended with a few other songs oh, okay. in there too. a little medley yeah it was a little medley it was just like five minutes 
and just a few little musical pieces that oh, got, cool. they kind of blended together and and then kind of ruined by throwing a couple of shots from the series on there. I'm like, I, I just watched the damn thing. Like, like, let me watch the concert, damn it. I know they're not doing anything but sitting there, but right, right. Know, it's not like it was a big production or something. Yeah. So it's still, still like, you're like, right. Well, let me watch the show. What are you doing? <laughs> but that is a kind of a, an interesting thing where um, uh, the actress that plays Itomi actually does sing some of the songs in the soundtrack. That's like the, cool. The opening song is sung by her. And I, I was just at some point listening to her and this actually does sound a lot like Itomi. I wonder, let me check the credits on it. Like, it is her. It's just like, she does do that song. <laughs> and it's kind of like, there's. I think there's another song in there too that she actually sings in the soundtrack that's yeah. in there. So, Which is kind of interesting in that the at least the opening was composed for the the show which is yeah not usual with anime usually oh really with anime it's kind of like a cross promotional they'll it's a big thing in anime that even though it's not actually a part of the anime itself it's kind of weird because it's yeah. not usually impacting on the show or either you know it's not integrated with the show it's just the opening and the closing doesn't really have anything to do with the right. actual story or what's going on but it's usually taken from like a popular band at the time, okay. some popular song at the time that they'll get, and people who like the song will watch the show because they want to see what's okay. going on with it, or people who watch the show might go, oh, that's a cool song, go pick up the album. And right, it's just right. a cross-promotional thing, and they've been doing that for decades in anime, huh. and it's it's just it's a big part of it. It's a big decision of what they do for the the opening-closing theme, Yeah, like actually on uh, Anime News Network, for pretty much every anime, they will list the opening and closing oh, that's songs cool. separately that's nice. just yeah. in that basic information is what the the songs are yeah so you can get a hold of it if you want to yeah or just know what it is it's like it, yeah. that's that's how big of it is in culture culturally an anime thing is like this is the opening and closing is right. important and it's it's in the credit like in escaflone it's in the credits on their own thing they'll just have opening animation they'll just like who yeah composed it, who wrote it who did it, who did it, and then closing animation who did this who did it. That's cool. and they have that like in the opening credits <laughs> it's like what the hell like that's how big it is that they put it in the opening credits i yeah. think it's in the end credits too they repeat it again so it's it's a big part of anime that just that it's, it's an industry within the industry i guess of tying in the music so usually it's not actually made by the main series composer which the opening is in yeah. this case. It's actually composed by Yoko Kano, performed by the actress in the. That's cool. So it's it's a lot more integrated into it than uh, what some anime do. Yeah, I know. I think it was Ergo Proxy weirded me out when its end credits theme was uh, actually. Uh, not even a Japanese song. It was a uh, Paranoid Android by oh. Radiohead. And I was like, when that came out, I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, that's I'm watching an anime and that comes on oh, for the credits. Weird, yeah. I was just like, what? <laughs> and it's just the the Radiohead song. Yeah, yeah, it's just the Radiohead song. Just there you go. That's oh. that's the end credit song for that's Ergo weird. Proxy. That's weird. <laughs> I was just like, the hell? Wow. Okay. <laughs> Did not expect that. Which, in a way, makes sense because Ergo Proxy is a fucking weird show. But, <laughs> huh. Well, that's weird. I always imagined whenever I watched the series that that the songs were like made for the show or whatever, uh, but I guess not, not. Not always. A lot of times they aren't. They're just not. taken from elsewhere and done elsewhere. I think XL Saga probably did its own because that one is just so bizarre. Yeah. And the singers for that weren't 
primary actresses in in this the series, but they would show up as themselves in the series okay, because yeah, XL Saga is just nuts. And so they, they just suddenly have this random scene where these two other girls dressed up like the main characters are sitting there singing. They're like, who the fuck is like, where are these actors, where are these singers who sing? And they're just singing the theme song of the That's show true. and they're just in the show. That's weird. XL Saga was very out there. I guess so, yeah. Huh. That one's one of the crazier comedy anime, and probably probably one of the better ones to this day. It sounds like the name sounds like it's some fucking giant robot fighting <laughs> thing. I'm sure there's an episode in there that parodies that, but yeah, yeah it's it's not. It's just a lunatic oh, comedy. Oh, weird because it, it just doesn't. Sa- I mean, I guess I should know not to take whatever the Japanese uh, title sounds like <laughs> to be what it is, you know. But yeah, there. The Japanese titles of things are often completely bizarre. Um, yeah, it just sounds like some kind of uh, yeah. you know some kind of industrial exhale saga. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> oh, this is some fucking yeah. Eureka Seven is the giant robot anime. Okay, see that doesn't <laughs> it doesn't sound like it. No, right? it sounds like, like some, you know, yeah. I don't know. But, um, Weird. Another one was I think there's yeah uh, Japanese. Titles are are very bizarre, very unique. Which is good. I yeah. like it. They they often throw in bizarre punctuation, yeah, for no damn reason, <laughs> other than perhaps that the original Japanese author had no fucking clue what they were doing with it. But uh-huh. like Steins Gate is, I guess, yeah, it possessive. Yeah, have a weird. It, it's using a semicolon instead of an apostrophe for the in between the the s to make it possessive, which That's is That's weird. Like what? What? <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. I can only assume that whoever came up with the title just didn't know what a semicolon is for and Maybe. confused I've, it with an apostrophe. Have which you seen on a it? keyboard apostrophe is and semicolon are right near each other. Okay. So well, have you know. seen the that seems like a big mistake to like just <laughs> run with though. But they do that uh, very frequently. Huh. <laughs> have you seen that show? I have. And, and there's no reason. No, there's no reason. Hmm. There's okay. And they okay. They mention Stein's Gate in the series, and yeah. in the subtitles they use an apostrophe because okay. that's how you're actually supposed to do it. But the, the title has the semicolon. Oh, that is yeah. It's very strange. Yeah, it's that's usually a sign that the title is in English in Japan. Okay, and. And they just, just they just whatever yeah because they don't really know English they're just huh. like well this is something in English huzzah and it sounds weird and goofy and weird intriguing I guess it doesn't make any sense audience, but <laughs> there's there's a lot of bizarre ones out there like that like yeah there's one that's elemental gelade or something <laughs> but that sounds like some kind of a like magical cooking show yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> this thing was originally going to come out in english as Aramentar gerard until somebody finally convinced the author that no l's and r's are not the same thing <laughs> weird <laughs> what <laughs> so that that kind of stuff happens frequently where it's just like no no, that's not an L. That's an R. Or no, that's not an R. That's an L. Because huh. that uh, that uh, consonant sound has no distinction in Japan. Yeah, that's a, like a totally Asian thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, right, right. There's no in Japan. There's just 
they don't have L or R. They have this weird sound that's halfway between that sometimes sounds a little closer to R. Sometimes yeah. it's a, a little. Cl- it's 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 a weird blend of R, L, and D in, in one consonant sound, hmm. and we just we don't have it in English, and they don't have L or R, so yeah, it usually gets turned into an R, but sometimes it gets turned into an L, and when you don't know what you're doing with it, it can go either way it just seems like why would they why would they mess with what they don't know like why not just like here's the title in japanese i don't know it's just i don't know it's it's, it's the same reason you got all those english words mixed into the song lyrics and, yeah and well i like that that's fun <laughs> you know they just they just love inserting english into things yeah and there you go. They just oh, okay. they slip it in, and it's kind of weird and goofy. Well, I mean, I'm trying to make sense of it, but in the long run, I enjoy it. So I don't, you know, I don't. Yeah, it's, it's what it is. What it is. Yeah, just <laughs> got to uh, just accept it. As yeah, well, it's like shitty subtitles. I it doesn't ever right. it never <laughs> bothers me. I always enjoy it. It's part of the the experience. Um, I don't like laugh at them as much as i just like try to figure it out and enjoy right yeah you know i don't know yeah i think there were a few bizarre subtitles in here too yeah probably or there were a couple of moments where i noticed oh wow that was not grammatically correct yeah yeah (laughs) older subtitles actually there was a weird point where i think it switched to the vhs subtitles and then back to because like the font just suddenly was the same font of a oh, really? VHS of, of the VHS version. Oh, like, what weird. the hell? It was just for like one line. Like, here's the VHS subtitle. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what? And it goes weird. back to the DVD subtitle. Like, that was odd. <laughs> there was a point where the song lyrics were coming up green. Yeah, that's pretty common, especially back in, in that. Yeah, era. I, I haven't seen that before, but it, I couldn't remember. I thought the. It, the song lyrics were coming up before that and they were just normal yellow and then one time i like from whatever whenever i noticed it was green they were just green and i was like were they always green <laughs> i don't know and i never went back because i liked the mystery of like not knowing <laughs> it was just like I, were they always green and i uh, just never noticed I'll, I'll say back in the 90s the what you did for translation wasn't like there it wasn't codified as yeah. you do this for uh translation but a lot of times yellow and green would be used to denote different things going on simultaneously yeah. and and songs would usually get thrown up there in green while the dialogue was in yellow um that tends to be the normal thing um now subtitles seem to be white a lot they don't use the yellow yeah anymore. i've seen a lot of white yeah in, in more recent stuff which kind of I don't know. I I grew up with the yellow. I just yellow seems right to me. And yeah, when we were um like back in the the VHS tape trading days and all that um white subtitles on a bootleg scene becomes bright, you can't see anything. Mm-hmm. Um and then we always would get excited. It was like, oh, this tape has yellow subs. We can fucking see them. Because <laughs> the yellow subs were always like outlined also. 
Right. They got like the old black yeah. border. And, and so it was always like, oh shit, we're not going to miss any words on this one. <laughs> Even if they don't make any damn sense. Yeah. <laughs> and so now like they'll be white, but they'll always have a- Yeah, they always have the black- Generally have a uh, back- Outline yeah. to them, yeah. And it's just, I'm not sure why that switch happened, but- Yeah, I don't know. Kinda, I don't know. It, it kind of makes me sad because I, I, I have this fondness for the yellow Yeah, subtitles. I like the yellow as well. I don't but know. I th- I'm- not sure if they still do the green for the song subtitles or not. But. I don't remember, but on uh, when I was when I watched um, Attack on Titan, they sometimes would not subtitle the song, and then the next episode they'd subtitle it, and then the next episode they'd subtitle it in Japanese, mm. so you could like yeah, that's learn how to sing it. I guess. <laughs> Yeah, that's what happens more now is... I've actually not seen them do it in three like that. Usually what I see is they'll just alternate between the English and the phonetic Japanese rendering of it. Uh-huh. And they'll just go back and forth between that. But So I, I haven't seen one where they just take the subtitles out entirely. Well, I think, Usually... I think it didn't have any for like the first couple of episodes or mm. something. I don't yeah. remember. I mean, that was like a couple of years ago now, yeah. but... Yeah, nowadays, that, that's actually something I missed on the Escaflone ones. Yeah. Because I'm so used to that now of alternating between the Japanese and the oh, English okay. subtitles. And you want to learn the song. Yeah. yeah. It's like, <laughs> and now I'm kind of like, oh, I don't. Because I'm just so used to it alternating. I'm like, right. And Escaflone, back then they just didn't do that. It hadn't yeah. become a standard thing to do. So. It didn't do it ever. I feel like I saw the song with some. Maybe I watched it on YouTube or something. Possible. I don't know. I feel like I saw something with the with the subs to the song, and it was like, oh, that's what they're saying. Like, and it always is weird to me because it's it's like you see the Japanese word, and I think like, oh, that's you know kikiru or whatever, <laughs> and then they pronounce it completely differently, and I'm like, wow, that's that's amazing. Like, what a what a world. <laughs> you know? There there might have been something like that. Maybe one of the special features. With Maybe the, it was a special feature, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, but, yeah. Great radio. <laughs> yeah. It might have been like that, the clean open and close or something. Maybe, or something. maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But, oh well. But yeah, what they, another oddity they used to do back in the 90s, and I don't think Escaflone didn't do it, but every once in a while you'd hit one of the ones in the VHS era where they would not just translate the song they would kind of rewrite it so that the subtitles would match the pacing and cadence of, oh. the, of the lyrics so oh, that weird. you could actually sing the english lyrics to the song oh, that's wrong the, and it was just like it was so weird yeah. where it would, like they'd try to match it up so you could you could sing the english lyrics and it would oh, match that's, the, the that's song strange <laughs> in general i don't even read subtitled songs because i i don't know it's Unless it's something where I feel like it's uh, it's key to understanding the the show, like in this one, there was kind of a reason to understand the songs. But like a lot of times, it'll be like, oh, they're singing some song in the bar, and it's just some shit in the background. Yeah, and yeah. they're subtitling a fucking song, and I'm trying to read the dialogue and i don't care what that song is saying <laughs> like why are you doing that but it, in this one right. there there were songs that were more like right especially in the in the in the movie too where the the girl the cat girl with Falcon wasn't she like singing yeah, she a singing. song yeah she and was it was like along. part of the 
the yeah it was uh transference. It was, that was one of the little things that like kind of carried over in the, like in the series falcon's always whistling that song and it's apparently oh really like, oh okay and like the first time it, i don't know that it's that song but the oh. first time you meet when vaughn meets him for the first time he's whistling this song and at first you just think it's part of the background music or something and then vaughn wakes up he's like how did you know this song from Funelia? And, yeah. and you're like, oh, I guess it's some like folk tune from Funelia or something. Oh, okay. and, and when and a lot of times Falcon shows up whistling that song uh, through the series. And then in the movie it comes in and the cat girl's singing it and it's like and he's explaining it like this is this song from Funelia that does it. and so it's like it's one of those little elements that they took out of the series but completely changed into a okay. completely different thing for the movie. That makes sense. Escaflone. Yeah. Uh, do you have uh, anything else about um, Escaflone? I don't guess I could uh, mention some of the other people involved, or more about the people involved, I guess, a little bit. Uh, that we have, um, I believe his name is Shinichiro Watanabe, does some of the, the writing in this, I believe. Okay. And he's he works a lot with Shoji Kawamori. They, they tend to hang out a lot, it seems, because yeah. they both co-directed Macross Plus. Okay. And I believe Shinichiro Watanabe did um, Cowboy Bebop. He was the director for that. And the director for Samurai Champloo. So he's a kind of a big guy. Yeah, so he's he's a pretty big name in the industry. And so he did something on this. I can't remember what exactly was in the credits. It was some kind of like writing or storyboard kind of a, okay. a, a thing. But he did, he did something for it. Um, Yoko Kano, of course, does the soundtrack. She also has worked a lot with Shoji Kawamori. Okay. Um, she did the soundtrack for Macross Plus. She did later on. She would work with him again on Arjuna. So she's and she's she always does different soundtracks. Like every soundtrack, she does like a completely different genre. It seems like and and here we have this very like orchestral score. Yeah. And in Macross Plus, it's very techno. Oh wow. Very futuristic. It's very. It was trying to because macross plus is set in the future okay and it's i would say like we were talking about with akira like they were trying to make the the music futuristic because yeah it's set in the future, and they were trying to make it music of that time that's kind of what uh okay, macross plus cool. is doing it's like trying to be this, this future music because being macross it's all about music and it's all about like pop singers doing the and macross plus is actually about the, an artificial intelligence as a pop singer <laughs> So. Yeah, no, that's all kind of coming back to me. Not because I watched it, but because my friend was obsessed with it, and he used to talk about how like like music was such a central component to it, and how it, much it is. He it's, like Macross is always about the music. Yeah. And, okay. And it makes sense Macross that he would like it. Is, yeah, Macross Plus is is very much following that vein of of music is sort of magical almost. Yeah. It, it will affect your mind. It will. Uh, change you that's like um the the who's next album the who album Hmm. is based it was originally going to be this big like rock opera called lifehouse which Hmm. is uh this big sci-fi thing that like uh basically people are uh, no longer interacting face to face they're all in their life experience suits, experiencing life, um, basically connecting to the internet and connecting to these v- virtual reality 
like life. <laughs> um, and the key thing to the people breaking out of that is like they connect via music and like mm -hmm. the music like sets them free and at the end they all go to a who concert <laughs> <laughs> i'm making i'm making it sound stupid but it's really cool idea that's like pete townsend wrote about oh, like that's... well before the internet was a thing and it's right. like it's that's like uh simon and garfunkel sound of silence uh-huh that one's a uh from what I've heard is about uh, uh, basically what is actually going on now of people using technology to communicate instead of talking face oh, to face. Okay. And that's why it's like oh, the they're same. talking yeah, yeah. without speaking, yeah, they're there listening without hearing. It's because it's basically exactly what goes on when you have like two people in a room texting each other. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like they're commuting. So it's like the, the neon lights that are shining. It's just that that song is supposedly all about that. Just, well, there you go. Yeah, so. Apparently, uh, that's that's a thing. Fucking technology, yeah. man. Yeah. So there you go. There's some interesting people in Escaflone. Um, yeah, Yoko Kano does. I've I've liked almost every series or anything that she's done music for. Yeah. And it's kind of weird because usually I think of it as like it's not because of the music that I like the show. Although I would think in Escaflone that is a big part of it. That's definitely a big component, yeah. At, at least in Escaflone. But in a lot of the other ones, it's like like darker than black. I think I the the soundtrack isn't as prominent. Like okay. in Escaflone, that music is prominent. It is yeah. used as a narrative device in a way yeah, that... Yeah, they go hard on that music. ...that other series just don't. And so... But music has a big part to play. Like, even if it's not as prominent, if... I mean, I haven't seen that, so I don't know. But like, if they changed the music, it, I feel like it would yeah. completely change the thing, like right. the whole feel of the of the story and the, yeah, everything. Yeah, you could definitely like, like you know, if you if you changed out the soundtrack for Polka, you'd definitely have a, <laughs> have a very different experience. <laughs> well, I, I'm just thinking about um, there was a movie that I talked about on one of the solo podcasts called Ashes of Time. It's a mm. like a revisionist wuxia that Wong Kar Wai made. And I recently watched his new version of it that he made because the negative was like falling apart. And so in order to um, remaster it for a DVD, they had to basically recreate the whole movie and like re-edit it and put it all back together. And so the sound of the original negative was liquefied and completely like gone on a lot uh, of the stuff. So they had to completely redo the soundtrack. And so they didn't just get the old music and put it back on they had the composers write new mu music and remix a lot of the same music and do a lot of things like that and then they also changed the color palette of the of the visuals so it's the mm. same same shots it's pretty much edited in exactly the same way but the it visually looks different because it's like somebody turned up the fucking color to be all saturated and the soundtrack even when it's the same exact song it's recorded in a different way so it's mm. like playing completely differently and so like i fucking hated it <laughs> but wow. i love that movie in its original version huh. but it was so fucking like it just doesn't feel the same way and it, it it's right. making me feel this just so differently 
and that, that that's that music and uh, image put together is so like integral to my enjoyment right. of movies and like to change both of those things uh, it's like yeah. it's a completely different thing right so i feel bad because that that original version most you can still get it on like a uh, asian dvds and stuff but most people they their access is only to that that redone version, version yeah. and it's just like ah you're missing out man it's yeah. like it's a totally different movie yeah hmm yeah well yeah, I, I've I've heard that with regards to Escaflone and the yeah. Blu-ray release and it being remastered, there are some differences to it and stuff. Yeah. So I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure how much has changed. Yeah, well, I'm not sure whether they were like doing any re-editing or whether it was just like huh. I'm not. Sure. I've I've just heard there's some differences to it, and I'm not sure. That, yeah, I don't like. Yeah. I don't like. This. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So, I, so in a way, I'm kind of glad that I have this old DVD yeah. set instead of uh, getting the new Blu-ray because it's I mean, a. Yeah, I mean, it depends on what it is. If it's like something where, oh, there was some problem with the old masters and they fixed it now, like maybe that's okay. But yeah, if they're re-editing or something. That's like. kind of what happened with Utena. The newer releases of kind of the original. Uh, materials just aren't there to support a yeah a better master than what was already there so it's like mm. so the newer remastered editions of that and even even the newer ones they haven't i don't think they've put them out on blu-ray because they can't get up the quality to the point where it would matter no, yeah, where it would actually no. be better than the dvd so huh uh yeah, Utena has Utena actually has some weird, real problems with that, with the original materials not being available or yeah. not, or destroyed. I don't know what happened to them, but they've they've actually got issues with that series that you're not that, really going to get better than what that'll do it. Yeah, yeah. So That's they're like, kind of stuck with the quality they've got on that series. It's the thing with like they put Next Generation, the Star Trek show, they put it on Blu-ray, but for years they said they'd never do it. Because the only way to put it on Blu-ray would be to completely remake the show, basically, because all of those shows were edited on videotape, mm. and then those video masters were then sent, and that's uh, the only thing that ever broadcast it or was put on DVD or anything. So in order to actually get it up to Blu-ray quality, they had to scan the film elements and like the film of the FX shots and the film of the people and recomposite like everything, every shot had to be re put together. Uh, yeah. And, and they said for years, Oh, well, we're never going to do it. Never going to do it. And then finally, I don't know what, you know, they, they sold enough to where they're like, okay, we, we made enough money off these DVDs. Now we'll, we'll put the money into the Blu-rays, but they did it. And it looks a fucking amazing. Wow. <laughs> it looks fucking awesome. Yeah, I might have to check those out. I don't think I've seen Next Gen since it aired. Oh well, it's, it's been a while. Yeah, well the the it's on Netflix, the streaming Netflix, mm. and th they're streaming the 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 Blu-ray versions now. Mm. They changed them all out. Of, I don't know a year ago or something. Cool. So they look fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, yeah, things like that. Anything edited on videotape in that era where it's like late 80s early 90s any yeah, kind of stuff like that it's just it's, you've you've got some risky right potential of uh, not really getting the right thing 
You're yeah, and there's the right just like for it. Yeah. a lot of work, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, money and time and technology stuff. changes and the old stuff is yeah. degrading. And... Well, if they would have just done it the proper way and edited it on film as had been done for years and years, mm-hmm. or edited it digitally, which what came a few years later, right. but they decided, oh, we're going to edit it on tape, which is mm-hmm. that became a standard for a while, but yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Old stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Any uh don't like final Escaflone thoughts or um I love it. I I love the whole thing. Yeah. It's it's a lot of fun. And you now enjoy the movie as well? Yes, I now enjoy the movie a lot more than I, I used to. I used to just be like, I can't handle the movie. I don't know what's going on with it. What what have they what have they done to Escaflone? And, yeah. and now it's like I and now I know what they've done to Escaflone. <laughs> and you enjoy it. Yeah. So now now I can accept that finally. That's good. I always like those kind of stories. Yeah, I can I've, <laughs> I've grown to accept the, the oddity of that movie. And, yeah. And to enjoy its uniquer aspects. Yeah sparks coming off of the horse exhaust pipes that i don't know if you remember that that there's i don't know the the horses have exhaust pipes i noticed that the horse and they're they're like these blue sparks just flying off i didn't notice exhaust pipes but i noticed that they 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 were on those horses and it i thought they were robot horses and I thought, wow, that's a that's cool. They have a cool design, and I was right, like, wow, right. robot horses. All right, I'm down. And then, um, I think Vaughn does some superpower where the fucking horse explodes, right, right. <laughs> and it's clearly like a a living thing that right. explodes into all this fucking gut, guts and, and gore shit, and yeah. shit, and. And so I was just like, wow, okay. <laughs> I guess it had some kind of horse armor. <laughs> but now you're saying they have fucking They've got exhaust, exhaust pipes, pipes coming so... out of their mouths. Oh, and then Jesus. it's like there's like sparks and flames coming out of when they're, oh, like, wow. when they're like galloping around. It'll Man, just... I didn't notice that at all. Yeah, I, mean, I was like, what the fuck is going on with wow. these horses? Like, I've th- That's one thing I was like. I don't know what those horses are. Are they cyborgs? Are they, yeah. Are they, what, what the fuck are they? Well, they must be some kind of yeah, yeah. enhanced cyborg horse. Yeah, they're they're definitely interesting. They, Weird. They've yeah. always fascinated me, and I've I, I love them. They're they're really cool looking, and they and they're really bizarre and confusing. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But. Yeah, it's a it's a great old anime series that uh, I kind of grew up on. One of my early earlier anime ones. Yeah, that would be. I was like, I was uh, still in high school, I think, when I was watching these. Yeah. So late nineties, yeah, yeah. So it's weird to think of it as old because to me, yeah. like, oh, it's late nineties. That's kind of like a newer thing in my right, head. Right, right. You know? I I have that too. Where like when I because back then. When I was watching this, I was already like established, and I had these old anime that I yeah. thought of as older that that I'd gr- that I had watched before that, right. that I felt were a part of this older era of anime, and then this was the newer era. It was this, That's funny, this yeah. newer stuff, and now it's like it's twenty years old. Fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, time keeps fucking marching on. Yeah. <laughs> it's the way it goes. Yeah. But uh, lots of fun. <laughs> I I just 
of the whole weirdness of oh there was something I, I was kind of thinking of mentioning that it's it reminds me in a little bit of um dark tower okay in that it do, it can do things that like dark tower does a lot of things that are very like you might think they're typical or generic if you're if you want to look at them in that light yeah but it gets away with that so thoroughly because it's about the nature of stories it's about yeah. you know the cycle that yeah. things are happening over and over because they are meant to happen and in the same way escaflone can kind of do that because it's about destiny and not just about destiny but we're literally tinkering with destiny we're yeah. changing destiny itself and therefore these things that seem absurdly coincidental or absurdly unlikely that you would just be like nah it's dumb but they make sense precisely because you're fucking with cause and effect the very nature of cause right. and effect and like like the scene when falcon confronts the emperor and he just basically flats out states it. He's just like, this is what happens when cause and effect are at their highest point where we're, when we have accelerated destiny to this point, this is the result. Yeah. This is how, this is why this event plays out the way it has is because he's at this point where destiny itself is on a tipping point and where he swings the sword and it shatters and the piece flies off and it's like, <laughs> that might seem a little cheesy or corny or just like dumb in a, in another setting, but where it is and how it's done, it feels right in the same way that some things in Dark Tower in another setting would have seemed kind of cheesy or just, oh, he's just ripping off something else. Yeah, or, there's a lot of stuff like that. But because it's happening in in that specific story that is right. dealing with that specific thing as a theme. Yeah. It makes sense and winds up uh, kind of fitting together in a way that. Yeah. There's a couple of things in particular with dark tower that I think make sense within the confines of that story. Right. But I've always thought like, man, I don't know if anybody else ever reads <laughs> this thing. I don't know if they're going to like be on board like I was. And I've, I, I, myself my passion for the dark tower has gotten many people to read it i'm very impressed with myself <laughs> and every single person has been like totally on board with it so it's like ah, all right yeah and i, I guess and it's I like think it makes sense because the nature of dark tower is to deal with that cyclical yeah. nature and and like that escaflone's whole premise is to deal with the cause and effect of of destiny and right and, and so, so like that stuff at the beginning that bothered me it did like they do tie it all together and i feel like watching it again like you have right. done mm -hmm. like it would make it would be even better to where you see like okay these are not just random events or whatever they're more like little things that they're putting in and they're building towards this greater point or whatever right so yeah. Escaflone. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I love it. Uh, Escaflone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, one of my favorites. Uh, sounds like you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I wasn't super crazy about it. Yeah. But, um, like I said, I watched it the... Once I got over like the initial part, it started getting better and better. And then watching the movie directly afterward, mind fucking me. And then 
like thinking back on the series at the same time and like you see a lot i saw a lot more that was there than i had realized i was taking in sort of thing like right because i'm watching it and like just consuming it and enjoying it and whatever but it like uh i don't i never really stopped to think about it too much Mm-hmm. And so the movie kind of forced me <laughs> to kind of confront that. And so it made me enjoy it a lot more. Well, that's good. Yeah. So, so. it's, you know, so and the then, movie worked out good for you in a really weirdly backwards way, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and, and honestly, just for the, the scene of when he gets an Escaflone and the fucking thing, like <laughs> yes. those fucking things drill into his neck like, yeah. and like start sucking his blood and the, the fucking, all that biological fucking giant robot shit. Like that was enough to make that movie worth it for me. <laughs> yeah. And I liked a lot of other things about it as well. Right, right. Um, so yeah. And then I knew also like coming, coming off of watching it and then watching the movie, I knew like, we were going to do this. Right. And I knew that that would even more so like broaden out my, my understanding and enjoyment of it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So here we are. Yeah. yeah. Here we are. <laughs> G- giving you the explanation that you, yeah, that you need. Yeah. Like I while. said, I, I saw a few things and I was just like, uh, I don't know. Stephen will explain it. <laughs> <laughs> and you did. All right. So if there's anything else you were in a quandary over. No, not not specifically. It was more just like a vague sort of okay thing. Yeah, well, there is there is one other unusual aspect to this series, also. Yeah. Aside from the general unusualness of it, but um, the cat girls—they're one of the few cat girls I've seen in anime that don't end every sentence with "nyan." Ooh. It's, it's a very typical thing in anime that okay "nya" is like this sound is the the way they have like, like a, cat, a cat sound yeah that's yeah. the cat sound in japan is yeah and so anytime there's and there's a lot of cat girls in anime okay. and a lot of times they will just end every sentence with yeah <laughs> 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 and it'll just be like this random exclamation they'll just huh. put into their dialogue routinely and weird well they definitely didn't do that here they, this one doesn't do that they're and in fact, when Marilla does do a little meowing kind of noise, it's it's a lot more meowy. It's yeah, like, yeah. Kind of a noise. And That's funny. It does amuse me whenever she does it, uh, which she does on rare occasions. But yeah, I liked her. I mean, I like I like cats. So yeah. <laughs> as soon as I saw a cat girl, I was like, "Ooh, cats! Okay, <laughs> let's do it." Um, yeah, yeah. So. That's funny that they maybe are these other cat girls that are nyaying are they on earth and these are Gaia cat girls <laughs> maybe that's just <laughs> Gaia cat girls don't meow yeah. or don't nyaw anyway yeah I don't so know th- there you go they're, they're <laughs> usually on earth or, or if they're aliens they'll be from some other planet not Gaia so yeah so it's a unique i don't know yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't know but uh, great way to to end the podcast of of escafone and this great epic world shattering <laughs> adventure ended with on, cat girls that... yeah ended on the fucking meows <laughs> <laughs> and the lack of meows 
uh, sh- showing how high class it is. It, it doesn't sink to that, that right, level right. of nya. <laughs> Maybe it was like like with with Aiko. You were talking about like there's there's a uh, you know the the blinking animation, right? And, and I imagine there was one guy that was just like fucking. You're gonna blink and it's gonna look good. <laughs> Maybe this. Uh, Maybe there was somebody like that. Yeah, and it's just like, like they're that. not gonna fucking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course, this also being twenty years old, I'm not sure at that time how established the cat girl tropes were. In oh, okay. Anime. So this might just be predating that as a standardized form oh. of cat girl huh. interaction. I'm not sure. I have to look. I'm not sure when it. exactly that cat girls appear as as a consistent thing in anime. And well, yeah, I don't know. You got me. I don't know. I've I've never really thought of the <laughs> timeline of cat girls in anime. <laughs> and why would you? I don't know. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> you have to research that. Yeah, you have got some time on your hands. You look at the fucking <laughs> timeline of cat girls. Yeah. To... It feels like something that would exist for a while, but right, right. I mean, I think one of the earliest cat girls I can think of would be the uh, Tezuka film Baggy. That's a cat girl, yeah. And I don't think she does any nyaing, but she's she's considered to be one of the earlier examples of that of the formative kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Cat girl. Kind I of feel experience. like Tezuka would would. Uh... Uh, yeah. have his own thing like yeah you know. you know as always he's the first person to do anything in an anime but yeah um but i'm not sure after that like how long did that take to actually catch on into a being right. thing because maybe some kid who saw baggy like grew up yeah so like 20 years 10, later 20 years later yeah. you start getting anime like that it's like because baggy would have been early 80s and the next cat girl focused thing i can think of off the top of my head not having researched or thought yeah. about it at all would be Nuku Nuku, which is early 90s, like 91, 92 Early or 90s, all right. So a 10-year gap. Yeah, so maybe some teenager was watching Baggy and then yeah. got in the industry and was yeah. just like, I love these cat girls. I gotta... <laughs> 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 at the same time, I'm not remembering if Nuku Nuku does the nya thing a lot. Oh, so oh, see, sure. there's the, yeah, well. I'm not sure. <laughs> I need to go. I know she makes little meowing noises every once in a while, but I'm not sure if it's just a standard. I don't think it's a standard. Pro- I've never really paid attention to her speech patterns. That's well, a, that's another one that I watched in high school. And you haven't seen it since? Um, I think I've seen it since. I've seen it somewhat recently. Hmm. But well, you better I hit- wasn't paying attention to the speech patterns. It well. wasn't... Uh, Something I was thinking about because you know I was like why why would I just be sitting here coming up with the timeline yeah. of cat girl well phenomena. yeah well you but, need to hit the books because yeah w- the the listeners demand to know <laughs> when did the nya start <laughs> yeah, we'll have to figure that one out <laughs> all right so oh, I don't know yeah, that's, you know, that's probably pretty I, I think I'm tapped. <laughs> All right, so uh, on that note, I will say, uh, yeah.
is a very long story. <laughs> to understand, you'd have to be Japanese. <laughs>